This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. <laughs> no, you're supposed to hold it out longer if you're going to do that. Uh, One more time. No, no, you guys do it with me this time. Okay. How, how, how? No, they don't start out with the, with the short ones. No, they, they start see. with the long one. And in how, how are you saying how, how, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, I think that's that's how it translates, guys, I think. Sh- to it's like this, okay? Werewolf. It's like... You gotta get the end. The ends end? is short. Are yeah. you sure that's how it works? Oh yes. I don't know. I've studied this many times. I was raised by wolves, so I think I know. <laughs> I this don't makes doubt so it. So much sense. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Welcome to Big Silver. I'm Joel. I'm Kent and Jacob. And uh, our Sega game, our Sega game, our Sega. Our we do. Sega it. We show should have a Sega releasing game. 2017. A lot of Nintendo fans came out of the woodwork for our last show. Yeah. Thank you very much. They were like, "Why are you saying thank you?" Wait, what do you mean? They, I thought, they I thought, you, I thought you'd get no. defensive. No, no. Like, Thank you for listening to the show, Nintendo fans. Okay. okay. But you know what? People really need to go explore those games because I've been feeling that itch ever since. And I've got a couple of uh, recommendations they gave that. me. Really should. The Sega itch. <laughs> Sega! <laughs> uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. Let oh, me, before we get there, oh, oh. I just want to tease a really, a really special bacon bit at the end of this week. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it may be one of our best wait, wait, what bacon I, bits yet. I'm glad you thought of that because I was like, man, if we're going to do that, we really need to tease it. And then I totally forgot. So well, yeah, then. but don't talk it up too much. Oh, oh you definitely should talk it up. Okay. One of the I'm most unique bacon it. bits yet. You're excited for it. Yes. It's unusual to bacon sell, but we're, we're going for it. <laughs> yeah. So get ready this Friday. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Okay. So now, what are we talking about today, Jacob? Today, fellas, <laughs> we're talking werewolves. Yes! Woo! Halloween has begun. For some Bacon reason. Cell has begun its Halloween-themed episodes. That Kent and I don't understand, but deeply appreciate. Joel has a profound love and appreciation for all things werewolf. That's uh, true. Don't speak for me, Jake. Werewolves are Bacon Cell approved. Yeah! I am all in on this show. All in? All in. We were... All in on werewolves. Well, okay, so, Jacob. Uh, we have our main form of communication, which is uh, messenger. You, we all talk to each Sometimes other. Sometimes we do text behind your back. Sometimes we text behind your back. And I know, when you're plotting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more along the lines of we wanted to get a little giddy about werewolf stuff. So there may have been some side conversations where we're just like, are you excited? I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Look, look, look. We <laughs> love Halloween on this show, as I think 98% of our audience does. So Probably. listener, 98% of you. Loves Halloween, as that, it should. That 2% right on your pinky uh, doesn't love Arbor it. Day. Yeah, it's weird. Arbor Day, Arbor Day is the best. And listener, if you haven't been around Bacon Sale for the last couple of years, we will spend every week in October discussing all things Halloween. Yeah, and but it is a loose interpretation. Like one time we talked about candy, for example. Well, and, it was Halloween candy, Yeah, though. but then yeah. it kind yeah. of encompassed all candy. So even if you're not into Halloween, we still encourage a lot of listening because we, we always try to keep it fun around here. Yeah, go back, listen to the, what, the Pyramid? What other ones would you oh, recommend? Oh, Pyramid's so the good. Pyramid was a good one. Yeah. We uh, talk, um, actually, Joel got mad in that one. This show is inspired yeah. by, since we were talking about werewolves, Taco Bell. the Bacon <laughs> the Bacon Sale approved zombie show, which is called Podcast of the Dead. Podcast Correct? of the Dead, posted on October 5th, 2015, guys. Yeah. Episode 27. Wow. We wow. were babies then. We were. We were so young then. Yeah. So it's been two <laughs> years. We haven't done a Bacon Sale approved monster since. Well, Maybe some of our guests, but, you know, that's a different story it's altogether. We're just kind of focusing into, because it's like we're saying, you know, these monsters are Bacon Sale approved. Just like we want to focus in on a certain type of monster. Mm-hmm. Which, if you have ideas, send them our way. You know, in any uh, podcast episode ideas, we're happy to see. But particularly Halloween ones. Yes. Yeah. I was looking through our list of uh, listener suggestions. And They're okay. 
they, they were really good. There's some good ones in there, but none of them were Halloween themed. And I thought, interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's because we come up with them on our own. It's, it's the 2% that well, we have is like given us suggestions. That we have to fit into one month. So yeah, five Halloween weeks this week. We should just start month. doing two a week. I bet we could talk you into that. For oh, October. stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need a life. Anyway, let's jump into it, shall we? All right. You yeah. guys geek out. You have five minutes. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you think we can do anything in five minutes? No. So no. let me let me start yeah, off by talking no. about silence. One of my favorite words as a kid, because I like to learn these unique words. And as a kid, there was one long word that I was like, I love that I can say this Non-corporeal. Word. That's a fun one. Anthropomorphic. Also, that's also a hard one for me to say. He only got that one recently. Pneumonor ultramicroscopic cilium volcanocomiosis. No. It was lycanthropy. Oh, yeah. Because lycanthropy makes sense considering the know. show topic. Exactly. <laughs> How did you not see that? I just that want coming? to talk about something else entirely. Uh, anthrop- anthropomorphize would actually work for the yeah, show as well. Absolutely. But uh, lycanthropy is a actual clinical lycanthropy is an actual psychosis where people think they are an animal. It's kind of a uh, think they're a wolf in particular. That's where mm-hmm. lichen is. In case you were wondering what lichen means, it's wolf. Yeah, it's not like liken yourself to the story. Yes. <laughs> but if you do, if you liken yourself to like, uh, say, scripture, for example. Okay. That could be, get pretty crazy. <laughs> you're liking. I'm going to werewolf myself to scripture. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, yeah, lycanthropy. And, but then it's also been applied now in the werewolf world to, uh, to be like a scientific name for werewolfism. And werewolf also just means man-wolf, were mm-hmm. meaning man, wolf meaning wolf, in case you didn't pick up on that. But uh, the werewolf, I, I was actually really, really enjoying doing their research on where they came from because they have references to werewolves all the way back in Greek mythology. Uh, there was a Greek philo- Greek geographer had a story of, li- like, I can't say this name, L-Y-C-A-O-N. Geographer? Yeah, it said geographer. Pausanias is his name? Yeah, of course. But he re- related the story of Lycoan. He's one of my favorite geographers, honestly. <laughs> because uh, he fed Zeus something he shouldn't have. We'll say that. Uh, You can't tell us? Well, it's the flesh of one of his children. Oh, no big deal. There you go. Mm -hmm. And to see if if if, uh, Zeus could pick up on it because he was a god, and God cursed him by transforming him into a wolf. And so that was kind of one of the first references in Greek mythology of someone turning, being turned into a wolf. And actually, there is some mythology that says it's a punishment from God or in a uh, joint effort with the devil. In doing the research, like that's where it began, but this became, and I, I hate to use the term popular. You can use popular, it's werewolves. Should I, in medieval times, but I, I'm not going to say popular because people were being murdered and killed. Popular. Murdered and killed. You know werewolves are popular. <laughs> no, don't do <laughs> no. that. What? Was that, a, was that a wicked reference? It is a wicked reference. Wicked, wicked cool reference? No. Okay. No. Go so, on. So, here's the thing. In European folklore, werewolves were a big thing because they were a real fear. And that's why it kind of sounds funny to call them popular because people were dying and they blamed werewolves. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And remember, this was the time when witches were being feared, whether yeah. it's in America or like maybe 200 years previous. That was one of the things that I found most fascinating is much like there were Salem witch trials, there were werewolf trials. Closely linked, really? actually. Where people were being tried as werewolves and then found to be a werewolf and then executed because they were werewolves. Werewolves. And werewolf. Here's what's funny is like werewolf the, eye. this legend, even though it like stayed in the European area, it moved across the world and it was more the shapeshifter, shapeshifter fear. And so, for example, I, I, I found this in Africa where hyenas were really popular because anywhere they didn't have wolves. Shenzi, uh, oh, I can only remember Shenzi right now. I can't remember the three hyenas from Lion King. Joni loves Shenzi? No, Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they, they, well, yes. yes. <laughs> Those are hyenas from a Disney movie, Joel. You're right. I'm relating it. <laughs> I'm likening it um, to myself. <laughs> <You're>, wow. <laughs> I think we got a name for this I, show. I'll accept it. <laughs> um, in India, they had were tigers, were pumas, and were jaguars in South America. So basically, if, you, if they didn't have wolves, they just took the legend and said, yeah, there's the popular dangerous animal that's at the top of the food chain here, and men turn into this. Were shark. Oh man, a wear shark? That'd be terrifying. Yeah, I would never wear shark. And it seemed to be really wear shark big. NATO. Oh, Ooh, no, I no. I want that movie. I want that movie. <laughs> Does that mean a man turns into a shark NATO? No, a man no, turns it, into a shark and then there's a tornado. And then a tornado comes, but he's still a man. Yeah. That's, that's scary. That's but a scary it thought. Like, Think of the moral implications. But what? it seemed like... <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, France and Germany seem to be the big proprietors of werewolfism. Yeah. Like it was really, really a fear there. And there was a, a famous trial in 1573... So in the 16th century, there was a trial of Giles Garnier, who was convicted, a guy who was convicted of being a werewolf. Apparently, a bunch of children were missing, and then they kind of linked it to him, and they said they were going to kill the werewolf who was responsible. So they put him on trial. And then apparently during his testimony, he said he was hunting in the forest one night, trying to find food, when a specter appeared to him, offering to ease his troubles and gave him an ointment that would allow him to change into the form of a wolf. Don't do that. He offered me ointment once, and it did not turn out well. Never accept ointment from anybody. <laughs> but he was burned at the stake, 1573, for being a werewolf. Yeah, and he, so is this true? He said he, he claimed he ate at least four kids. I think so. Wow. And, and, because, you know, these are all legends and they're passed down and then the well, stories also, become it's bigger. Under duress. Like, yes. every time I hear these confessions, I'm like, did they really say that or did they just say that to give them what they wanted? I don't know, but it's yeah. creepy. And it's also, you know, you, you always wonder when history gets this far back how accurate the person that is writing it is doing it could be there was some political slant or something like that which we'll get to in the yeah and it, case. it's funny like a lot of these stories are basically cannibalism stories yeah and they call them werewolves and then they'll just call them werewolves yeah so like jeffrey dahmer would have probably been called a werewolf back in the day right maybe he was yeah, there was <gasps> actually a story and i didn't i didn't write this one down but it's there was a wolf attacks like several people in this town and so the town was really afraid and they said you know what? we're being punished by our dead mayor our mayor, who we all hated, he is coming back to haunt us as this werewolf. And so they found the wolf, they killed it, they stuffed it, and they dressed it in the mayor's clothes and put it up in town. <laughs> and then put this up in a museum. So the wolf, this dead wolf, is wearing the mayor's clothes because they, they believed it so... Wait, this isn't, this isn't the Beast of, uh, of Givadan, or however they say that, is it? You tell me. It's just because this was the one where they had a, uh, in, uh, a wolf, an actual big wolf, that was killing people. And they said there had been 210 attacks. And the, the wolf was as big as a calf and had was red in color, but had a black streak across his back. And then he only targeted the victim's head or neck. This is in 1764. around. Okay. Then. Yeah. Mine was like 1680s. Okay. This is a different one. Then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. These stories, they, but that was in France. Was it yours? That, they're all in France. All my stories okay. are from France. Something about <laughs> French people and werewolves. I don't know. We like the wolves. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you about Peter Stump. Do you want to get into Peter Stump? Tell us about Peter Stump. Because this is messed up. All right. Oh, Peter, Peter Stubby? Hey, we're in Halloween yeah. territory. Messed up is kind of goes with it. Yeah, but we're, the fear of man okay. isn't open yet. <laughs> so in fill in the blanks here, but in 1589, Peter Stube or Stube, whatever. Or Stump. It's, it's not Stump. It's no. S-T-U-B-B-E. I, well, there's variations on the spelling. One is S-T-U-M-P-P, and they said it's, I may have been giving him, it may have been no, giving him no. alleged to the fact that his left hand had been cut off, leaving only a stump. And that the werewolf that they attacked, they cut off his left hand. So they, that's why they called yeah. him Peter Stump. I bet they do that because they used to call people Smith just because they were like a blacksmith. 
So they call him Stump. Just people, <laughs> he has a stump. For it's a like hand. basically that's the not ta- a stretch. That's the, town, a, that's the town bullies. If they gave you like a nickname, that it's became stuck. your full name. That's oh, just your name. It's yeah. just mean. Ah, <laughs> oh, Pizza Stump. <laughs> so he actually, everyone said, well, maybe he. Oh, you know, he claimed that he wore a wolfskin belt that allowed him to transform. Yeah, they said under. He, he said that he got this belt and it may turn him into a werewolf. Which yeah, so why would you say that? It transformed him, transformed him into the likeness of a greedy, devouring wolf, strong and mighty, with eyes great and large, which in the night sparkled like unto brands of fire, a mouth great and wide, with most sharp and cruel teeth, a huge body, and mighty paws. That's like poetry right there. That's why I'm saying it sounds a little too flowery for a guy who has a stump for a hand. Yeah. So now they're saying... What are you saying? <laughs> no. Yeah. You really? Is that it? No, but, is that, no, but it just, doesn't it sound like it's a little bit kind of embellished? Like, we're really sorry, the stenographer was listeners. Like, the stenographer's like, I'm going to liven this up. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's I mean, and true. this guy, he was... You know, the way he was killed is pretty terrible. Yeah, if you want to look up the, the case of Peter Stump, just know that he was tortured medieval style in uh, Decapitated, hot, finally, on Halloween of 1598. He had limbs broken. He was beheaded. He beheaded. He had hot pincers ripping at him like it was not a hey, uh, kids. pleasant death. Yeah, and they're, they're actually saying now they consider it that he just had a mental illness and he probably walked around with oh. a wolfskin belt. Oh, Isn't that, yeah, and then they killed him. I mean, look at the witch trials, though. Yeah, that's They would true. find anything they could and they would use it against him and then put people to death. So basically, this is like the kid in high school who walked around wearing a cape and everyone's like, oh, he's a werewolf and then decided to kill him. The poor stage crew. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> probably was. But it's not it's not just limited to uh, it's not just limited to France and Germany. Also in Mexico, there was a creature called the Nahual, N A H U A L, which uh, limits itself to stealing cheese. Well, that's Wait, a, that's a very it's a werewolf that steals cheese. A very kind is that the, werewolf. Is that the end of the story? Well, it's like there, he also would attack women. Oh, okay, there's a big yes. part that you're missing. But yeah. give me that cheese. <laughs> Steal the cheese and attack women. But the stealing cheese was the part I was like, what? Would he accept string cheese though? Because that part's not. I mean, I is don't that know. good enough cheese? You have to ask the <laughs> string cheese. Yeah, no. Like, Here's the string cheese, and he's like, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not into that. Pepper Where's Jack? my smoke gouda? <laughs> smoke gouda. <laughs> I like gorgonzola. Actually, I like gorgonzola. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Scooby there, for a right, Raggy? <laughs> So there's actually one story from Georgia, and this was mid-19th century, actually. Georgia the country or Georgia the state? Georgia the state. Okay, so this is U.S. stuff. So there's a woman. She had a daughter named Emily Isabella Burt who had trouble sleeping at night, and this little girl had extra hair and sharp teeth. And by the way, this was actually... Like, Dude, I just got creeped out when you said that. I didn't hear that Really? One. I didn't get that across my research. No, but here's the thing. People back then, and there's actually reports about this, people were called werewolves because they had this genetic defect. Well, and there is that disease where you can grow hair all over your body, like on your face and on your palms, which is yes. not normal. But it's a genetic defect. Yeah, watch out for that. But it was the, it was the little girl... When you're dating. ...covered in hair with sharp teeth. Yes, okay. I picture that little Haiti doll from... Okay, uh, so here's the story, Joel. Oh, uh, the Trilogy of Terror. When a local man, William Gorm, told the Burts, so that's uh, his, uh, her mom, told the Burts that someone had been killing his sheep, Mrs. Burt feared that Emily had something to do with the attack. So she, like, accused her daughter. When Mrs. Burt went out to investigate one night, an animal lunged at her. Mrs. Burt shot at it, but the animal escaped. The next day, Emily was missing her left hand. Gee! She was sent away to Paris to be treated for like like lycanthropy? Lycanthropy. Lycanthropy or lycanthropy. And the attack stopped. She died in 1911. So, Emily... Isabella Burt was probably a werewolf. You can just say and em- her mom. You can just say Emily was probably a werewolf. Emily was probably <laughs> Emily from our show is a werewolf. Probably a werewolf. But isn't that crazy? Like 
It's I, I've seen movies of this where like they harm someone. In fact, in Silver Bullet, which we'll talk about in a little yep. bit, they hit someone in the eye. And then all of a sudden when they're human again, you're like, why are you wearing that patch over your eye? It's like, yeah. why are you missing a hand? I just shot a wolf. Exactly. It's crazy. Well, and there's one more one more variation I want to talk about, which I enjoyed. Uh, it's it's in Haiti and it's called the Girouge, which means red eyes. And it's a uh, werewolf type creature that can uh, it tries to trick mothers into giving them their children. And it does this by waking them up in the middle of the night and asking, can I have your children? And hoping the mother says yes. What? <laughs> Apparently, that's what they do. It's very, very sneaky. Yeah. Very sneaky. Yeah. I was going to say, if you yeah. <laughs> it just seems sneaky so random. Werewolf. Can I have your children? No. But do you, have, do you have any cheese, though? <laughs> <laughs> can I have some cheese? <laughs> string cheese. Uh, no. That's not good enough. <laughs> Sinewy kids or string cheese, one or the other. You know, I also found uh, interesting was how people identified werewolves. Like you mentioned the hair on the face yes. and the hands, which that could be something. But also apparently unibrows used to be a sign that someone was a werewolf. Good thing I get rid of this one right here. <laughs> you have a unibrow? No, I'm, I'm good. Come oh, on. Okay. I think he plucks. Mm, I pluck. Uh, also, uh, curved fingernails, low set ears, and a swinging stride were all signs of being a werewolf. Well, Kenton does have that. He does have that. All those things. Are do you know what I close set? Mostly just hey, a swinging. I'm just hanging high. Or do they don't, don't, don't do you worry time about it. A knot or do you time in a bow? I've got really hairy toes. Is that okay? Is that, that a sign? like a non sequitur right there? Are we are we changing subjects? Right no, now? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I have like Robin Williams arms and hairy toes. So You're not like Robin Williams yet. All right. Uh, stay me, in your lane. Man. Stay in my lane. <laughs> I might be a werewolf. That's all I'm saying. You could be. Can I be a werewolf? Ah, me first. Uh, also, they said, this is a weird one. This is one I never really understood. But they said one method of identifying a werewolf in its human form was to cut the flesh of the accused under the pretense that fur would be seen within the wound. Which seems like a quack came up with that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll be able to tell if they're a werewolf if we cut them and there's fur inside their skin. It's just bizarre. Right. Yeah. Well, so actually, so in 1963, there was a study about werewolves. This was in London. This guy's name was Dr. Lee Illis. So he 1963? Worked in 1963. He wrote a study called Seems like. On Porf- Porphyria and the Aetiology. I am so sorry. I can't speak. Aetiology of werewolves. And so he says the historical accounts of werewolves could, in fact, have been referring to victims of congenital porphyria. So si- si- that's the hair disease, right? Yeah. So it's a reddish teeth and psychosis and a little bit of hair could have could have actually made someone be accused of being a werewolf just because they were a little bit different. I know. They had red eyes. Now, Ken, you did say you wanted to be turned into a werewolf. You want yes. to become a werewolf. Yes. Can I tell you some ways that you can become a werewolf? You sure can. Uh, Please do, actually. Apparently the removal of clothing and putting on a belt made of wolf skin is one way. So I noticed you're trying that. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I'm wearing. He's wearing a wolfskin belt. Um, also, well, he, he has pockets on it. Uh, Joel, you didn't mention the fact of rubbing your body with a magic salve. I did. I did see that. You didn't um, mention ointment, though. Yeah. So, would you like that ointment? I'm good. Sure. <laughs> and also, drinking rainwater out of the footprint of the animal in question, yeah. or certain Ooh. enchanted streams, could you could also accomplish metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. So you know, and it's it's hard to find footprints. So Jacob, I have a surefire way that I can get you to turn to a werewolf. I'm listening. In Italy and France and Germany, so Italy, France, and Germany. <laughs> this is good. A man or a woman could turn into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here's on a certain Wednesday or Friday. <laughs> this is Wednesday. Today, yeah. And yeah, we'll have a big event on Friday. <laughs> you slept outside on a summer night with the full moon shining directly on your face. That's how you become a werewolf. That's it, huh? Sleep outside on a Wednesday or Friday on summer and have the moon on your face. Boom, you're a werewolf. Wow. Oh. That seems pretty simple. I mean, back then, 
there were probably a ton of werewolves because people were probably poor. I know, sleeping outside or camping. Yeah. That seems a little too easy. I think I'm gonna go find a footprint of a werewolf. And this drink seems out like of a it. camping uh, hazard. It's like <laughs> you go out bit. camping and then you're like, we're just gonna sleep in the open air. And next morning, wake up. Oh, dang it! It's like, hey, yeah, that's why they teach all the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Don't <laughs> sleep with the moon directly on your face. But yeah, find shelter. Only on a Wednesday or Friday. The other days, you're fine. I know. Well, I know in Scouts, there was a lot of mooning going on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Blue darts, which also can no! cause lycanthropy. <laughs> no, they can't. Uh, also, Probably. apparently, if you got excommunicated from the Roman Catholic Church, you became a werewolf at one point. Really? That's what one of the things that said there was. That's happened. And if you died in We've mortal... We've all been there, though, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you died in mortal sin, you would come back to life as a blood-drinking wolf. What does that mean? Meaning that if you mortal died sin? in mortal sin. So what does that mean? One of the big ones, I guess. Okay. Like, you know, drinking caffeine. Oh. <laughs> Which apparently everyone can do in Provo now. BYU is screwed. Go Cougars. So many werewolves. Uh, yeah. But I just think it's kind of funny that it's amazing to me how, like, all these ways they said, yeah, this is how you could turn into a werewolf. Mm. Although I, I do want to share one quick story. Yeah, please do. As a child, as you know, I was quite obsessed with werewolves. Mm-hmm. And there was a book I remember in my elementary school library that talked about monsters. And one of the chapters talked how to become a werewolf. Like it was teaching you? Yeah. Like this wasn't like a textbook. This was in the library. It was one of those monster books. I checked out so many of those. But one of them talked about how to become a werewolf. And I was like, I am so in. So I looked Eat it up. Eat the flesh of a child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it started talking about, uh, okay, you need to find animal fat, rub it all over your skin, <laughs> get an animal hide, wear it. And then you have to draw, it was like draw a pentagram and say this. Uh, incantation and I was like I'm gonna not do that so here's here's something funny okay I mean I'm not a werewolf you checked out the same book I didn't check out the same book uh, my my daughter she said today hey can I draw we were going on a walk and she had a mark, marker or a pen with her and she goes can I draw a friendship do you want to join the pen 15 club yeah, no she's like can I draw a little friendship sign on you and I was like yeah and so she drew she a little star on my hand <gasps> she drew a pentagram on your yeah, hand she drew it's a, a red pen- pentagram a red pentagram on my on hand your, and I kind of laughed and went Oh, we're talking about werewolves tonight. Was she possessed? Um, yeah, she always is, actually. Oh. I started, she's watching darker movies Daddy, now. can I draw on your hand? <laughs> and her head was actually backwards when she said that. It's weird. I'm like, why are you using a blade? But okay, you know, whatever. You're my daughter and I love you. But no, it's like the sign of the pentagram, like on the body. And in a lot of these movies, actually, is the mm-hmm. sign of the werewolf. Like they'll say they'll appear on their palm mm-hmm. or on their chest. Like you look for a pentagram. It's almost like you've made a deal with the devil in yes. some way. And that's, that's how you're marked. That's how you're marked. And much like that's why they were so closely aligned with witches, as clear. Clearly, they've made like a deal with a demon or a devil, and so they're bad for the whole community. Or you know, they just had to be put to death ASAP. So, Ken, if some, if one of our listeners happened to sleep outside with the moon on their face on a certain Wednesday or Friday, <laughs> very specific, <laughs> uh, or drinking drank rainwater out of a footprint of a wolf, how can they be cured from werewolfism? Not killed, mind you, cured. See, I don't want to cure people; I just want to kill them. Uh, were- werewolves or people? Oh, uh, werewolves. <laughs> I did not write the cures down because that, to me, was boring. I would just rather find out how to kill them and fast. Well, because uh, growing up, I, I know the listeners right now are saying silver bullet, silver bullet, silver bullet. Because that's what everyone knows is that right. silver harms werewolves, mm-hmm. whether it be in bullet or cane form, whatever. That didn't come out till the 40s. Right. That was that was when Universal got a hold of Is it much like vampires where you kill the alpha? And if you no. kill the alpha, then then everything, every chain that they've made, it now just breaks? Well, the ancient Romans believed in the power of exhaustion. So they would exercise people until they didn't weren't werewolves Wait, anymore. Like exercise them or make them exercise. Make them exercise. Oh, you would hate that. <laughs> you would be a werewolf forever. I would be. I am. <laughs> uh, also, they in Europe, in medieval Europe, they charged it or they not charged it. They cured it with uh, things like wolfsbane medically. Yeah. 
uh, medicinally. They also did surgeries to cure people from werewolfism and exorcisms. And most of the, it says here, uh, most of the, however, most of these cures uh, proved to be fatal to the patients. <laughs> so they're cured. So that's how you cure, you kill a werewolf. In uh, Sicilian and Arabic beliefs, they would strike the werewolf on the forehead or scalp with a knife, which seems to be it could cure or kill someone, maybe. <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. Uh, piercing werewolf's hands with nails is another one. In Germany, you could cure a werewolf by addressing it three times by its Christian name. Oh, so apparently werewolves simple. are See, like that's... the guys on Split. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that seems a lot more peaceful than the other ones. Yeah. The other one's like, hey, cure me. It's like, okay, I have to hit you in the head with a knife. Yeah. Just please say my name three times. Uh, you can That's also all. convert them to Christianity. Sometimes that would help. But one of my favorites here is one Danish belief holds that Mary scolding a werewolf will cure it. What? You scold a werewolf and you can cure it. Okay, okay. So picture this. <laughs> You're running through You're the woods. You're being bad. <laughs> You're being chased. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? You're just saying you. being bad? That's the end, yeah. <laughs> Stop being bad. Please don't. That's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, a person. I'm, well, I, I, I did fudge it a little bit because there were some references to silver being harmful to demons and werewolf type creatures back right. in the 19th century but it wasn't popularized until the 1940s when the when the movies came out so if i may i want to talk about the different types of werewolves <laughs> or the werewolves we know in media or just in folklore have so, you looked this up at all well yeah i mean are you talking about werewolves in fiction in general well actually yeah werewolves well they're real i'm talking about werewolves in real life i've heard some stories yeah well, just, okay, we'll get there. We'll, yeah, get there. we'll get there. So first, I do want to talk about like the basic kinds of wolves. So the first one is the actual wolf. I feel like I should speak like a professor mm-hmm. when yeah, I talk about this. Wolf. Yes. Actual wolf. So uh, wolves, like it's what you picture a wolf to be, right? It's a wolf just a wolf. Up, up in the Which, mountains, right? I think it's pronounced wolf. Do you guys wolf. have? Do you get? Yeah, wolf. <laughs> uh, do you guys have a favorite animal? It's the wolf. Is it the wolf? Is it really? No. Because my favorite animal is the wolf, and yeah. it has been since I was very, very young. Really? I love wolves. Really? I love them. Like, they are my favorite animal and always have been. And I think it has something to do with my love for werewolves. So what would you do if you were camping and it was not a Friday night? And well, all it was of a sudden Wednesday you heard a Wednesday. It, not a Wednesday or a Friday. Okay, so we're talking like a Thursday. And then you heard, Why would I be camping out on a Thursday? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. But you heard a wolf call to the moon, and then but you knew there was a pack close. Like, would you be terrified or would you be pretty like... I, oh. Well, yes, because I have a sense of realism. I'm not going to be like, hello, little doggy. Yeah. Actually, one night I woke up. And my dog was uh, standing on the window uh, window seat, like not standing on it. He had his front paws on the window seat, his back paws were just on the floor. So he was kind of angled upward and he was howling out the window. And it wasn't like a big howl. It was like this kind of a, like just that soft. My, like I got, I got goosebumps everywhere and the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I was like, this is weird. And I'm like, Wesley. What are you doing? Was it Mikey though? No, it was, was Mikey it, making it was, that noise. It was my dog, and I'm like, get back in bed. And so he came back in bed. Come to find out, we had an earthquake that night, like a small tremor. What? And he'd sensed it. Like you know, animals are very sensitive to that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But that's how I think I'd feel is if I heard the wolf call, I'd be like, okay, we got to get safe because these are wild animals. Yeah. And you told your dog to get back in bed. Yeah. Because you were sharing the bed. Your dog didn't sleep at the foot of your bed. Oh, at the foot. Yes. Well, hey. you sound like he's under the covers. Like, get back in here, buddy. Well, if it was really cold, it was a three dog night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I slept with uh, my cat. Well There's done, no yeah. judgment here. No, my dog would always sleep on my feet. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, okay. So, there is the actual wolf. And so, this, typically, the type of werewolves you're saying a man changes into just a wolf. A wolf. And this is typically like the alpha wolf. Like, and you see this in a lot of movies where just a wolf will attack someone and then they become the beta or a, and we'll get to the next one, which is the wolf man. So typically, 
this wolf has nothing to do with like their blood or infection. They're kind of born this way. So I guess we're talking. So it's Lady Gaga. It's wow. Yes, it is. Yeah. She, yeah. Lady Gurger. Grr, <laughs> grr. No. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think Come on, Jacob. We're going to give you a pass on that one. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, and, and we've seen this in a few movies. We'll talk about what movies have this. But like practitioners of this art, they always keep their intelligence and they can like run through packs. All right. So this actual wolf, there, there's several details about, about this. They're generally bigger than your, your basic wolf. So like Jacob from Twilight. Why do we have to go there? Jacob, because it's Jacob, a werewolf. It's Jacob from Bacon Sale you're thinking of. Yeah. Jacob's a giant <laughs> wolf. <laughs> Kenson wearing a wolf belt. Jacob's a giant wolf. And you've been rubbing ointment on yourself all night. Yes. (laughs) But that has nothing to do with werewolfism. It's just ringworm. So, (laughs) oh, gross. (laughs) Wereworm. So, so basically this type of wolf, and remember, like I'm saying, this is just a wolf, not a wolf man, has nothing to do with the blood or infection. They they may be born with it, or it's like spirit worship or magic. Generally, like shamans, shapeshifters, or skinwalkers practice this type of shifting. See, the skinwalkers that I have the story about okay good good save that save that please but yeah they're generally smarter than they 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 keep their human intelligence while being a wolf what i'm about to say next is the wolf man this is the iconic werewolf that we've seen in most standing two-legged werewolf yes so they're apparently incredibly strong fast and agile they've been known keep in mind they're talking about this like this is real right because maybe it was real in france back in the day uh, they have been known to reach speeds over 60 miles per hour. What? Yeah. That's freeway fast. Yeah. Well, it's highway fast. It's highway fast. If there's no, if there's a cop around, maybe. This generally is because, uh, like we were talking about spells, curses, enchanted clothing, being bitten by, oh, look at this, a wolf carrying the lupine par- parvovirus. Lupine? We're going to get to that name in a little bit. We will? Remus Lupin? Oh, Anybody? that's right. That's right. And so these were the ones that people were... I thought he was named after Lupus. I thought he was the God of War. (laughs) It's that too. Well played, sir. Well played. So yeah, this one is everything we know. This one is kind of the grotesque one that is like a man. He looks awesome. I I mean, come on. They are awesome. He's got great hair. The next one I want to talk about, which should have just been like an 80s cartoon and maybe was, but I'm talking about the spirit wolf. The spirit wolf. So it's called the mental slash spirit wolf is the lesser known type of werewolf. Oh, these are people who can't don't or can't or don't physically change into werewolf. The change is all mental. And so the brains and spirits literally change. Their eyesight gets sharper. Their sense of smell is uh, is heightened and the reflex are reflexes are quickened. And generally they used to say like the um, Vikings mm-hmm. became mental wolves. Okay. And I think they called them mental wolves, and then all of a sudden they got really mad and they pillaged everybody. You know what my favorite kind of wolf is, though? Hmm. The laser wolf from Fiddler on the Wolf. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't do that. He's the butcher. Laser wolf. So actually, this is referred to a lot in the pew, 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 pew. Uh, psychological community, the clinical lycanthropy. Yep. So this is the belief that you're shifting or have shifted into a wolf or other creature when you haven't. And honestly, split. I think this kind of summarizes a lot of splits. Yeah, where he, the beast gains these uh, powers of an animal, looks about the same, but his body shifts in a way. And this is, this is literally called clinical lycanthropy. Well, and I will also say that I've had, I have a friend who's a cop and he says weird stuff does happen on full moons. Like people just kind of go weird on full moons. Well, there's actual stats about that. Exactly. Yeah. And so there are behavioral changes. Are you talking about that time of the month? Is that what you mean? No, I'm not talking about that. Okay. Okay. We're going to get in so much trouble. Well, Ken's going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> poor Kent. Uh, <laughs> poor Always Kent. me. Let's have a moment of silence for 
what Ken's going to take from yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, it's just that it, the moon may have an effect on people, and maybe lycanthropy is one of those things. Jacob, I believe you wanted to pop in here with a quiz at some point. This is probably a good point because we're about to jump into other stuff. So. All right, let's, let's squeeze it in here then. Ken, do you have a buzzer already? I think so. Okay, what's your buzzer? Boof. Boof. Yeah. From Teen Wolf? Yeah. Boof. <laughs> Boof. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is Werewolf. Which okay. is from the movie Werewolf. Yes. But. Which we talked about on Mystery Science Theater. We did. Nice. Are you ready? Yes. First one's kind of hard. What is the scientific name for the gray wolf? Werewolf. Incorrect. No, that's my buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> that was still wrong. Okay. No. All right, go uh, ahead. I'm going to say uh, Canis Lupine. Poof. Canis Lupine. Silverius. <laughs> uh, you guys are really close. <laughs> really? Yeah. Canis lupus. That's oh, it? Oh, well, that would have been... Yeah. I, the give the points to Joel on that one. I, that I think was really one. good. He was, was, he was very close. Yeah. He, I mean, he said like lupine hey, or something. You know what's nice? Lupine. He's not even taking score. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's <laughs> mental points. So yeah. point for Joel. Mental points, spirit points. Yes. Question two. If a lycanthrope is a werewolf... And a cyanthrope is a were-dog. And an eruranthrope, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, is a were-cat. What is a misanthrope? Boof. Oh, oh, dang it. Kent. Were-rabbit. <laughs> no. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, well, uh, Paul, you're a werewolf. Uh, it is, uh, it's someone who hates people. <laughs> That's oh, correct. Oh. Are you yeah. serious? <laughs> misanthrope. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's oh, wait, did you say misanthrope? Uh-huh. Yeah. I yeah. said, yeah, he did. I totally misheard you. <laughs> I heard it. Misheard the misanthrope. Yeah. Wait, so it's two just, points, Joel. So people. It's, it's kind of a trick question. Yeah. Yeah. So was, people, there are a lot of misanthropes around here. There are a lot of misanthropes. All right. Joel's got two points. Just in the comment section of YouTube. <laughs> you, you, guys want, you guys want one more? One more. Yeah. for a couple more. What famous werewolf also played in the adventures of Shark Boy and Lot- Paul? The oh, werewolf. Dang it! Uh, you get, you should get minus points for this. Taylor Lautner. That's correct. Boo. Abs. <laughs> Abs. All right, that's three points for Joel. Just take them. <laughs> come All on, Kent. Put your right. thumb back up. Or should we keep going? Yeah. Let's get a couple more because I think Kent at least wants to get a point on the board. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> the Beast Within showed up at bookstores and the television show The Dark Room aired an episode starring Helen Hunt in which her boyfriend turns out to be a werewolf. Okay, with you so far. <laughs> what year was this? Boom. Oh. 1988. That is incorrect. Uh, are we doing prices Right rules? Closest to without going over? <laughs> Just closest to. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm going to say... Uh, first of all, werewolf. Or no uh, points if you don't get the answer secondly, right. I'm going to say 1994. Well, Kent's going to win that one. Did you say 88? Yes. All right, Kent, that means you win because it was 1981. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. <laughs> so it was 1981? Yeah, you said yeah. 88. Okay. Right? It was closest to. I was, I was, and, and you said 90, right? I, th- I, th- I was like 94. I was thinking it was maybe it was around Mad About You time. Okay. And so we were all just off by a decade or so. You know, no big that. deal. Yeah. Right? All right. So it's what? One to it. three? One to three. All right. One to three. All right. Let's get back to the... That went well. <laughs> <laughs> it went great for Joel. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. Feeling glad. I got sunshine. All right, Kent. You wanted to bring up uh, one more thing I thought. Okay. I, I want to talk about personal stories because Joel, you did tease a Skinwalker story. Well... Real quick, though, because yeah. I don't really have a personal story other than a fear I've always had of werewolves. werewolves. Anointment. I've never been afraid. Okay, here's... And we can get into this, because I live on this hill, always have. Always will. Always always have, <laughs> always will. And so one of my best friends lived about, 
I don't know, three blocks down. Mm-hmm. And so you guys, you're on this hill. I'm in Farmington. There are not a lot of streetlights. This road gets pretty dark at night. And really narrowing it down for the stalkers to find you. Yes. Come find me in in Farmington. There's a cemetery. I'll tell you my exact address (laughs) and social security number. And so when I'd come come back from my buddy's house, let's say it was 10 o'clock, basically through my teenage years, I'd have to walk up the hill to my house. And it's kind of a, you know, it's a hard walk. It's pretty steep. And I'd always kind of just look around because, you know, I'm I'm afraid of the dark. Let's be honest. Who isn't? Right, guys? Right? Sometimes. Um, Depends what I just watched. And so I'd walk up this hill and there were, you know, I could see like basically the mountains and forests above where I live. And I'd always kind of say, and I wasn't always afraid of werewolves. I watched those movies all the time. But it was only in those moments I'd be afraid of something chasing me, something like a werewolf. And then you start running? And I'd start running. And then I'd look down like cul-de-sacs and I'd be expecting some like hulking beast to be standing there just breathing in the moonlight ready, ready to, to chase, chase me you, because yeah. he's gonna catch me yeah and so i'd picture that almost and it really just haunted my brain i don't know why that stayed because it was like me as a werewolf i'd be like <laughs> hold up i've been running can't. i've been looking <laughs> for you forever this hill is steep <laughs> wait we knew each other when we were kids if i was that you didn't know because i was a werewolf and you, oh you were just standing at the end of the cul-de-sac but he knew you yeah i mean he'd been watching kent point ruined everything well it's funny that you uh, talk about walking home from your friend's house because i used to walk home from my buddy's house mm-hmm. and i would make up a werewolf movie as i was walking back home like write a movie and in it wouldn't my head. creep you out no no and that's kind of how i kept myself kind of entertained was i'd be like i was the werewolf and i'd end up it almost inevitably i'd have to die at the end somehow like my friend would have to shoot me or something but it'd be so dramatic right but I'd, i actually would be acting it out sometimes as i was walking like no one was around so you'd be like hulking over and like creepy no, crawling no like, no like acting out like I'd, I'd walk at a normal pace but I'd like move be like no 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 like hold up my arms and things like ah, and act like i was shooting and stuff like that <laughs> And, and so if someone looked out their window. Exactly. Because to me, I'm like, no cars, no people. I'm good. It was in a neighborhood. There was a hill. And mm-hmm. I'm like, pretty sure people could see me. And I was like, there's that crazy kid walking by again. There's the kid in drama again. I also, He's <laughs> destined for big I things. Also used to do, <laughs> I also used to do werewolf jaw exercises where I would please up, explain I'd stick up my bottom jaw you know okay. jut out the I'm bottom jaw right now. Everyone do and then just us. flex my, my oh, uh, right, right, flex right, my right, neck right. muscles as I kind of brought my jaw up like, were you hoping to like pop your jaw out no I was like that's how I'd strengthen my jaw I was doing these werewolf exercises and then if you if you put your front teeth a heck of an underbite over your top lip and then like suck you get that werewolf look going let me show you guys alright we're ready yeah yeah just that's werewolf <laughs> these are the things I used Very to do scary. as a kid uh, so you weren't afraid of werewolves. You wanted to be a werewolf. Yes, and we brought that up on another... I don't remember why we brought that up on another show, but mm-hmm. in my primary spotlight, I said I wanted to be a scientist so I could turn myself into a werewolf. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. You weren't listening to that episode, probably. No, I was not. But, you know, I always thought they were so cool, and I wanted to be a werewolf, and I don't really know why, but uh, maybe I can talk to Dr. Matt about that next time we go on there. You, re- you really should. Okay, so ask me, you know, so, tell me this. Oh, yeah, no, Skinwalker no, Story. Well, I want to so, hear Skinwalker, skinwalker story. story isn't mine. Okay. But there were down in South Weaver, Utah. Uh, there's uh, rumors that there's you know this, that there's a heart clearing on the mountain. It's like a clearing on the trees. It looks like a heart. And they used to say that they used to do uh, like satanic rituals up there, and they Great. found bones of animals and things like that. But a friend of mine told me a story once where these kids were up there and they were kind of goofing around, and then they saw this figure kind of rise up out of the ground and kind of not out of the ground but just kind of appeared and started walking towards them so they start kind of walking away and the thing kind of keeps pace with them so then they start running and the thing starts kind of chasing after them the same pace they get in their car it was a truck and they start driving away 
and they say the the figure kind of ran up alongside the car like so it kept pace with them and they were speeding out and it stayed up with them right along the side and the girl that was in the car looked over at it and she said that it was a it was a person who was wearing kind of a wolf skin over their head right and their eyes were completely black and their teeth were jagged sharp and it was just it had it was running with its head turned looking at them and it was just smiling that's not okay. And she freaked out. <laughs> and they said that you know, then the story went on that she clawed her eyes out because she was so afraid. Oh, yeah. And that's the point where I kind of went, well, I was creeped out until that moment. But just that image of the the skinwalker, like then they called it the skinwalker that was running alongside him, smiling at him like, no big thing. Yeah, the, so actually skinwalkers, it's a perversion on Indian ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And basically it's using this this power, this sacred power that they've passed down through the ages for evil, essentially. Yeah. And so like... Indian tribes, Native American tribes don't want anything to do with this. It, you know, if this is true, which, you know, I would not discount if I saw something like that. But a lot of Hollywood movies will portray Native Americans as these mystic types who have these mystic connections to animals and can become the animals. Right, where you, you don the skin of the animal and you become the animal. So it's not always wolves. It could be anything. Maybe the chupacabra. Could be. The goat sucker. Yeah. Yeah. But can do you find like I, I talked about how I was obsessed with werewolves? Do you find werewolves to be scary today? No, but when I was a kid, yes, for those reasons which I told you about. And honestly, yeah, I mean, for example, I spent a little bit too much time on YouTube today watching uh, werewolf transformations in movies, <laughs> uh, which I should not have done. We've all been curse your curiosity, <laughs> indeed. And I tell you what, the body horror that comes with werewolves is awful. If, if, you don't, if you don't know what body horror is, it's showing weird things happening to a body in a very grotesque way to right. prey on these primal fears that we have. Like literally transforming. Like, because here's the thing I, I, I watch slasher flicks or like, you know, anything like a Halloween or Friday the 13th for other reasons. And all of a sudden I see people getting killed or chased. And I'm like, look, people are getting killed. And that's like, that's the end. You know, you'd hate to be like butchered in a way. Right. But in, in I think werewolves are scary because you're being chased through the woods not you know yeah you're being chased and so you're feeling that fear and anticipation and then it's a wild animal that you're not dying quickly you're not getting hit hit with a machete or anything like that you're being clawed you're being your legs being bitten off or whatever and then if you don't die you become a werewolf so you kind of live your life with uncertainty but you wanted to be a zombie well look i'd love to be a werewolf as well okay but you still have to deal with your skin basically falling off and things going crazy i watched some gross these, stuff these today. transformation what if the werewolf eats your arm and then turns you into a werewolf then you're going to be like a oh, limp werewolf well actually werewolves have restorative power so i'd probably so regrow that arm yes that's it gets a little fuzzy too because some of them retain injuries others heal completely like mm-hmm. monster squad for example which we'll talk about later uh, the werewolf gets blown apart by dynamite and then all his body parts whoop, come back together and he becomes whole again. But but think about it. Like, werewolves, you'd almost want to like... Werewolves, not swear, swear, yeah. not swearwolves. You'd almost want to try to talk sense if into a werewolf because that's a, that's a person behind those eyes. But they're a wild animal. But that's... In some folk, in some fictional, fictionalized tales, the werewolf has consciousness, like mm-hmm. Teen Wolf. He knows himself, and he can play basketball. Right. Or <laughs> of Teen course. Wolf, he can box. Yeah. But uh, there's other times when they lose all sense of who they are, which yeah. is scary. And your your meat. If to them. I may bring something up, Kent, that you may Please not do. agree with, there are a lot of relations between transformative tales. So, for example, I would say that the Hulk and Bruce Banner is a werewolf tale. Totally. And Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, 
also a werewolf tail. And I, I, I like seeing these kind of interpretations of it mm-hmm. because a lot of werewolf movies aren't good. No, why not? I can't figure Here's it out. I would actually say modern werewolf movies almost can't be good because we've seen it all. In fact, in a lot of these movies I've even been rewatching this week, it's, it's the, the same, same plot. It's the same plot every time where a person gets bit by an animal. They don't know what it is. They start having unusual things happen to them, either visions or powers. They investigate, find out they're a werewolf. Someone close to them dies. Someone close to them is going to die or going and, to die. Yeah, or they and they feel guilty and they go, that was probably me, but I have no idea. And then in the end, they have to die in yes. one form or another, usually by silver bullet. It's the same thing over and over again. But I, like to be honest with you, I think the woods are scary. I, I probably get more afraid of ghosts than anything. And look, next year we'll have bacon cell approved ghosts. But honestly, if someone We're not was, do vampires next, oh, ba- oh vampire yeah, we need to do vampires. If we like, if I'm being chased through the woods, I mean, there would be nothing more terrifying. It would be terrifying, especially yeah. when you know that this thing's just toying with me because it could get me at any time easily. So let me ask you this: Yes, you talked about always wanting to be a scientist so you could become a werewolf. Yes. You talk about vampires as well. Would you rather become a werewolf or a vampire? Werewolf. This is the ri- rivalry. You'd say werewolf. I would say werewolf because w- when you're a vampire, you're damned. He's got the howl down already. Yeah, though. I got that down. Yeah, but you're when you're a van- when I mean they're both damned in the sense of you know uh, folklore and things mm-hmm. like that. Right. But with a vampire, you're not yourself. Whereas a werewolf, you're still yourself, but you have this dark side. And also, I'd like just like be able to control it too and be the werewolf. And run through the woods and you know think that was kind of fun you know yourself as a vampire no well i guess i'm subscribing to the buffy verse here where you're replaced with a demon oh. so it's not you also it, it changes you well both will change your lifestyle and i guess that's probably not the worst <laughs> thing to worry about if you're your turned my clothes don't fit me at all because <laughs> like if you're a vampire you're gonna get a whole new you probably get a little pasty and you're not going out during the day anymore right right but you also only eat blood. But if you're a werewolf, you only eat blood. Do you like how I'm talking about it? How it's yeah. like very minimal. If you're a werewolf, you crave flesh. And you will probably eat someone if you get out. But you can also prepare. And yet, that's what I say. It's much more manageable to be a werewolf. You manageable, can, but like it's going to be pretty messy. You can lock that yourself one time up. a month. Yeah. <laughs> but Kent, yes. do you subscribe to the direct moonlight transformation or just that the moon is full? Just that the moon is full. Okay. Because, you know, being having the moon covered, that's silly. I know whatever cloud, like I think it was Van Helsing when they're going inside and like when they go by a window, he turns into a wolf and then when he goes back inside, he goes normal. And I'm like, that's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Right. <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> not this show at all. No. <laughs> Look, but you know, unless you're sleeping on a certain Wednesday or Friday with the moon on your face. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Then I don't think direct moonlight makes sense to me. But I'm the kind of guy that I said, if I ever become a zombie, if I get bit by a zombie, Please let me turn into a zombie because I and it's just not happening. Please, I just want to see what it's like. No. And so if I'm a werewolf, yes, it's going to hurt for about 20 minutes to turn into a werewolf. All these transformation scenes seem very very Awful. painful. I mean, you should see some. I watched one where two So you're not going to kill kids if he turns into a, a werewolf? You're no, because he'd be cool with that. He'd be like, "Dude, no, bite me." I'd have to kill him. No, no you wouldn't. I'd have to. You're still dead. Cuz I can't let you spread it. That's the problem. I am never coming to... I'm never trusting you when Stop I get bit by a werewolf. If you ever turn to a monster, you should not trust me to keep you alive. That's wow. what I'm saying here. You are a jerk. I, I want you to be free, Kent. I want you to be free. Free of what? That's what Life? All the, all the people at the end of these werewolf movies are like, let me free. Make me free. Free no, me. Look, I just want to see what it's like, okay? Let I'll me turn give, into a werewolf. I'll give you one cycle, and then you're dead. <laughs> I will eat you. 
What? What? Wait a minute. Yeah, but why am I letting points. you live then? Now you're dead again. <laughs> well, if you, I'm if, not giving you the cycle anymore. You're dead. <laughs> well, then <laughs> this isn't cool. Way to blow it, Kent. I know. But Gosh. here's the thing. Gave him one month. I know. If we did like a villains bracket with a werewolf and vampire, honestly, based on the abilities here, which I found in the werewolf wikia and the <laughs> vampire wikia, which by the way, most of these came from Supernatural. So Jake, all credit to you and your show. Nice. <laughs> uh, a werewolf would win. A werewolf would win the fight. I think so. And honestly, if you watch Underworld movies, a werewolf generally wins the fight. Yeah. Because vampires are kind of hoity-toity. And They're durable, but werewolves are like, it's really hard to kill them, and you can't them. kill them with wood. No. Or, that, that thing is, vampires are very fragile. We'll get into this on a vampire show, but you can kill them with a stake through the heart, with daylight, with holy water, with, with garlic. Vamp tonight. Can one more thing. Yes. Do you believe into the full moon transformation, or do you think anger or other passions could arouse werewolves? Well, it actually said that with the natural wolf, like if you're You'll just, find out one day. if you become an actual wolf, like that legend, it's actual, it's passions that turn you into the actual wolf. But if you're a man wolf, it is generally the the rule that it's the once a month thing. Which did not what come about a girl wolf? All right. Which of these characteristics, according to folklore, is not a sign that someone might be a werewolf? A long index finger? acne, being born on Christmas, or a crescent-shaped birthmark? Boof. Kent? Acne. Acne is the correct answer. It's not a sign werewolf? Nope. Nope. All the others My are. teenage years were a lie. I actually watched, I, I know this because I watched Hemlock Grove last night, the first episode, which mm-hmm. is a Netflix series. That crap's terrible. Yeah, it's not very good, but they, some, some girls at high school saw this kid, and he's kind of a dark brooding kid. She goes, are you a werewolf or something? And he's like, why? And he clearly is. And she goes, your index finger and middle finger are the same size. I'm like, what? what That's that so stupid. Acne, well, I just knew it wasn't acne. Oh. Because, you know, look at my forehead right now. It's funny. I am not a werewolf. <laughs> it's also funny because in Haunted Honeymoon, mm-hmm. uh, they say that werewolves can't say W's. Like, they stutter when they say W's. And I'm like, it's a comedy, so I forgive it. But I was kind of like, that seems But so that's random. in their name. That's not fair. I know. Huh. Okay, so I have two points. Two points to three. Perhaps the first instance of lycanthropy in historical record is the story of uh, Lycon, the king of Arcadia, who served Zeus a meal of human flesh and for this sin was turned into a wolf. Wolf? Wolf. It's wolf. Which classical author in his Metamorphoses related this warning? It's a werewolf. Werewolf. It's Ovid. That is correct. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Whatever. Whatever. Well done. Four to two? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm four. I'm what? Mm-hmm. Years old. Oh. Hey! <laughs> You're so proud. A 1992 role-playing game by White Wolf uh, was set in the world of darkness, fictional universe, and the players would take the roles of werewolves known as Garu. Oh, what Guardians was, of Garu. Ooh, ooh, I think I might know where this is going. What was uh, the name of this game? Oh, Werewolf? Yes. Dungeons and Dragons. Incorrect. Yeah. I thought it was going to be about loop guru, the French word for werewolf. Haven't heard of this one, huh? Boof. The Adventures of Lupus. I should give you multiple choice, but I don't know what to make up. Uh, the correct answer is werewolf colon the apocalypse. <laughs> you never know what you guys will find in your research. It's true. <laughs> we know a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> All right, let's give you another one. In Native American mythology, which of these method- methods will not turn one into a werewolf? Sleeping outside during a full moon, <laughs> being, being the seventh son of a seventh son, wearing a wolfskin belt. I should have done these questions before you brought up your stuff. Uh, making a deal with the Oof. devil. I'm not done. No, but he's done. Okay. Seventh son of a seventh son. Incorrect. Okay. 
uh, or getting bit by a werewolf. Wait, it's not. Oh. It, these oh, are which according ones according yeah according to, to Native American oh, mythology, which ah. of these methods will not turn you into a uh, werewolf? Oh, geez. wow, yeah. This can you go through things. them one more time? Just one more time, read through them real quick. Okay, sure. Uh, <clears throat> sleeping outside during a full moon, being the seventh son of a seventh son, wearing a wolfskin pelt, making a deal with the devil, or getting bitten by a werewolf. I'm gonna say sleeping in in the outside. On the trampoline, and then the sprinklers like, turn like on. They, they, they would maybe have done that a lot, being Th- nomadic. That's incorrect. What? Yeah. Boof. Want to guess again, yeah. Bit by a werewolf. That's the correct answer. Yeah. It's huh. the surprise answer. Because it's so mystical, you know? It's, it's not like the infection for them. Yeah. Making a deal with the devil, though? That's yeah, more, I mean, I know the Wendigo has connections to werewolves, Ooh, the too. the Wendigo. But, yeah. All right, three to four? Yeah. Yeah. All right, you want to pause here or one more? One more. Let's do one more. Which Pulitzer Prize-winning author, better known for his The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay and Wonder Boys, also published a collection of short stories in 1999 called Werewolves in Their Youth? Boof! Michael Chabon. Oh, that is Michael Chabon. Yeah, it's right. (laughs) What? Yeah, I love The Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, and it took me like 30 seconds racking my brain to think of that guy's name. I've never heard of this series. Yeah. See, this is like the last time when I had a game that you guys hadn't heard of. Except this time you knew it. Werewolf the Apocalypse. I'll never forget it now. (laughs) So let's save the last question for the end of the show since we're tied. Four and four. All right. Yeah. And let's jump into the movies because we talk a lot about werewolves in general, but we wanted to kind of give you some Bacon Cell approved movies and TV shows that we're going to give to you. Are these Bacon Cell approved movies or are the wolves in these movies Bacon Cell approved? Like, I think they're Bacon Cell approved movies. Okay. We can give the caveat if you want. I'm going to go with the caveat in many of these cases because like we talked about, the movies themselves aren't always very good. I know, but we can't give it our stamp of like, approval unless but, we really approve well, it. Well, you're right, but sometimes the trans- transformation is really awesome in the movie or the effects are really cool, mm-hmm. and so I do kind of want to go with that in mind. No, I do want to bring up... Ow. <laughs> Just hit my elbow. Joel's going to turn into... If, if you hit your funny bone on a table, <laughs> a, a for Micah table, table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first werewolf movie ever is actually called The Werewolf, and it was 19, It was a silent movie in 1913. But that is actually now a lost film. There are no copies around. It's gone. Like It's erased from history now, but at least was there. All the werewolves took it. Apparently. They didn't yeah. want people to know the truth. Mm-hmm. The next one was actually 1925, and it's called Wolf Blood. I watched this one, it's actually, just, just for research. It's kind of entertaining because it's about a bunch of lumberjacks. Like It's like a half hour. It's only an hour-long movie, mm-hmm. hour-long silent movie. It's a half hour into the movie when the wolves actually appear because before that's just these two feuding lumberjack groups. But one of the guy, they get in the one of the the head of the one lumberjack crew, crew gets in a fight with the other lumberjack guy. He ends up almost dying, and then they give him the doctor there decides to give him a transfusion using a she wolf, and because of the transfusion, not she bear, but she wolf, a she wolf, mm-hmm. and because of the transfusion, nothing really happens. <laughs> But everyone treats him like he's a werewolf now because lumberjacks are superstitious. So they, they all kind of shun him. And he's like, what have you done to me? And he's like, I put wolf blood in you. He's like, what have you done to me? It's but, a silent film, though, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So you're saying like fancy writing. What have you done to me? Well, yeah. It's what have you done? You turn me into a beast. But really, he never changes. Uh, there's some wolves at the very end that he kind of joins. And like, I think he kind of turns into. No, he doesn't. He, f- he doesn't turn into a wolf because love saves him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he never actually changes, so it doesn't really count. So we'll start with, Jacob, let's start with the 1935. 1935, Werewolf of London. Oh, Werewolf of London. The juice of a rare Tibetan flower is the only thing that keeps Dr. Glanton from turning into a werewolf during a full moon. Joel, I have not seen this movie. 
You didn't. I'm see this sorry one? to say he hasn't seen this 1935 movie. This one, yeah, I hate movies from the 1930s. This one is weird because it's not. It doesn't really feel like a werewolf movie. It's more of a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Like when he turns into a werewolf, mm-hmm. he looks a lot like himself, just with hairier eyebrows and like a widow's peak. Well, and it is 1935. Except for they had the makeup for it, but he chose not to wear it. Some say it's because he was a prima donna and didn't want to spend time in the chair. Others say it was because he, in the script, they have to recognize him. And he said, they're not going to recognize me if I don't, if I'm completely well, it's covered. It's a movie. Well, I mean, <laughs> is he, who's like, that guy that's dressed like a wolf? Oh, that's the lead actor. Oh, who? No, no, no. It's more like in character. The, like the other characters wouldn't recognize me and they should like, because they call me out as the person I'm like, okay. hey. but like when he turns to the world, he'll like don a coat and a hat and then Wait, go so outside. it really is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde then? It's very much Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's hmm. not that good. I cannot give this one my bacon cell approval, so... But can't you do right? Just based on just because I haven't seen it, sounds but great. I do. I do like the song though of Werewolf of <laughs> yeah. by Warren Is it really Devon. from that? Is well, it like in reference by. To it? Okay, he talks about Lon Chaney in that one, but he doesn't talk about uh, Jack Pierce, who is in this one. All right, so, yeah, not Bacon Cell approved, but nope. eh, historically interesting. Next movie chronologically is 1941, The Wolf Man. A practical man returns to his homeland, is attacked by a creature of folklore, and infected with a horrific disease his disciplined mind tells him cannot possibly exist. But this, it does. This is the quintessential universal monster, the wolf man. Have you it, seen this one? Uh, just two day, two nights ago. Nice. For the first time ever? For the first time ever. You're kidding me. Yeah, for the first time in forever, really. For the first no, time no, in forever? No, no. Okay, look. Remember how I don't have this deep... Love of old movies. Deep love of old movies, really. I know, but... And so Universal like, Monsters? Have, have you seen... Wait, have you seen the other Universal classics? I've seen Dracula. You haven't seen Frankenstein? No. Or Mummy. Invisible. No, no, actually, I've seen Frankenstein. I haven't seen The Mummy or The Creature from the Black Lagoon. What about Invisible Man? No. The ones we're seeing, Dracula, Wolfman, Invisible Man, Frankenstein. Those are the ones worth watching. You uh, didn't like Creature from Black Lagoon? No. And Mummy was kind of dull, too. So. Oh, okay. Anyway. But this one, when you think of Wolfman, like classic Wolfman, you're thinking of Lon Chaney Jr. in the makeup in 1941. It was actually just Lon Chaney, wasn't it? No, Lon Chaney was the fan of the opera back in the silent era. Lon Chaney oh. Jr. is his son. Yeah. Nepotism. A little bit. But no, this one, I was glad I watched it. It's an hour and 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It's actually, if you watch this in HD, which, you know, I don't, I'm sure there's grainy copies out there. But granny, it was like granny copies. Granny I think copies. is what you mean, yeah. It was actually like really good quality. Like the way they film this and everything, like the effects yeah. are pretty cool. A lot of it, they hide behind trees, like the attack scenes and everything like that. Well, let's talk about the attack scenes for yeah. a second, because uh, Lon Chaney Jr. becomes uh, Lawrence Talbot, mm-hmm. becomes the werewolf man. Because, OK, much like there's many vampires, but only one Dracula, there's many werewolves, but only one wolf man. Yes. Lon Chaney Jr. He played him in all of the movies with the wolf man back then. Like he never got swapped out. Like Frankenstein was actually played. By Boris Karloff initially, and then it was also played by Bela Lugosi, who was Dracula, mm-hmm. and Lon Chaney Jr., who was Frankenstein. So Frankenstein had a bunch of different people playing him, but Wolfman, all Lon Chaney Jr. Wow. All right. Yeah, go on him. Wait, we're not done with that one yet. We need to yeah, This we is need, the classic we have a lot of movies to go through. This I know, but this is one, the though. one. But uh, this one was the one that kind of established Silver as like a killer of werewolves, uh, although it wasn't until the sequel, which we'll talk about here in a sec. Where they bring up the moon stuff, the full moon. Really? Because in this one is where they have the the poem where it says, Even a man who's pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Oh, that was really really romantic. Uh, Yeah. Is it? (laughs) Yeah. Save that one for later. Uh, Fun fact, Bella Lugosi plays the gypsy that actually creates the wolf man in this movie. Dracula. And in this movie, they call him Bella. Like, I just think they're like... He wouldn't do the movie unless we just called him by his name. One also features Claude Rains, who went on to play the Invisible Man. Wow. All the connections here. Hey. And fun, fun fact, stupid fact, but I enjoy it. They would actually use the same sets. Like the American crew would go home and the Spanish crew would come in 
and do Spanish language versions with the same costumes, the same sets. Really? Just so they could film both of them at the same time. So, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, kind of fun. I will say it's a slow-moving movie, even though it's just above an hour. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say the attack scenes, because yes. when you're a werewolf, you got teeth, you got nails, which is why you strangle people. <laughs> There's a lot of strangling. That's all he does. He just strangles? He yeah. strangles. Like, the wolfman strangles people, and that always bugged me. I was like, you're a wolf, man. Come on. <laughs> you're a wolf, man. It's like Leonardo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles using his swords to kind of block stuff and not actually stabby-stabby. But... This is the wolf movie. This is definitely, for me, Bacon Cell approved. Bacon Cell approved. All right. Wholeheartedly. And I own the collection, Kent, the Universal Collection, the box. Can I borrow them? You Mm. certainly can. I want to borrow that, too. All right. The next is the sequel from 1943, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, at which colon where they shake hands and hug. (laughs) They don't do any of that, actually. Wow. I didn't know this happens. After being awakened, Larry Talbot, so the character from The Wolfman, Mm -hmm. chips Frankenstein's monster out of a block of ice. Yep. When Talbot changes to The Wolfman, the two creatures battle each other. They do. And Bela Lugosi, who played Dracula, actually played Frankenstein's monster, but he was in his 60s and kind of frail. So they had to keep bringing in stunt doubles. Like when he's chipping him out of the ice, the Mm -hmm. the Frankenstein that's in there, the Frankenstein's monster that's in there is another person because Lon Chaney or Bela Lugosi couldn't really do much with it. How did he wake up? Because I'm pretty sure I saw him die. Frankenstein? No, the Wolfman. Right. That's it. So at the very beginning of this one, the sequel, because, you know, Wolfman was so successful. They were like, we need to bring him back. How can we do that? Um, moonshine. Not really moonshine, but uh, the some gra- grave robbers open up his casket, mm-hmm. and the full moon comes down on him, and it awakens him. So it's because of the full moon, and they actually they retcon the poem instead of saying when the autumn moon is bright to say when the moon is full and bright. And this is the movie that brought in the full moon okay. part of the folklore. Very cool. So this is, but it's not as good. Well, it's a uh, sequel, right? It's a sequel. And this is one of the first ensemble movies with a bunch of the monsters coming together, which they did a lot of later on. And it makes sense because Larry Talbot is told, you go to Dr. Frankenstein, he can cure you. And that's why he goes to find him and encounters the monster. But this is the weaker of the movie. I, I give it a mediocre, it's okay, but I don't think I can make it sell or prove it. I haven't seen it and I probably won't ever watch it. It's in my collection, so you can see that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Next movie is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein from 1948. Frankenstein's really getting around. You notice that? He's social. Yeah. He like likes to meet people. Well, and, and it's funny. So social. This one's called Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, but the truth is the Frankenstein oh. and Bam and Dracula have a lot more to do than Frankenstein does in this movie. Have you seen this one, Kent? No. Oh, my gosh. Actually, I'm in a lot of trouble with the Chungus. Because they, this is one of their favorite movies of all time. I thought they liked who, uh, Hold That Ghost more. They love that one. But this okay. one, they were like, you have to watch that one. I couldn't find it anywhere. This What? I couldn't find it. Oh. Or I could have paid um, four bucks. But, you know, two that's hapless, crazy. Two hapless freight, hander, freight handlers, played by Abbott and Costello, a famous comedy duo, find themselves encountering Dracula, the Frankenstein monster, and the Wolfman. And uh, they did a couple of these. Like they did, uh, oh, what was it? Like Meet the Mummy and Meet Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I believe, as well. And, but uh, this one had... Dracula, Frankenstein, Werewolf, uh, Wolfman, Invisible Man, like had all of them in there. I don't think you're going to like it though, Kent, because slapstick. it's slapstick. Okay. There's slapstick humor. There's farce. It is very Abbott and Costello, which I'm a fan of mm-hmm. and I enjoy. And I'm not the only one because apparently in uh, 2001, the United States Library of Congress deemed uh, this one important and put it in the National Film Registry. In November 2007, Reader's Digest selected Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein as one of the top 100 funniest films of all time. And 
It is number 56 on the American Film Institute's 100 Funniest uh, American Movies. Okay. However, it's not popular in Australia. Apparently, the Australian (laughs) Film Board deleted almost every scene involving a monster before the film could be approved for release in that country. So, Australia's a bunch of pansies. Are they really sensitive to monsters? Apparently. Apparently? They've got, like, deadly spiders and snakes everywhere, and all of a sudden a wolfman shows up and they have to censor it? Yeah. But there are, a bunch of, there are a bunch of classic comedy routines in here. This is one of my favorite films to watch, and that's why I'm giving it my personal stamp of approval. And since I'm the only one that's seen it, Jacob, have you seen this one? Uh, yeah, in parts, and it was a long time ago, so I can't really give a good... Okay. I think this one should be Bacon Cell approved because I think I'll probably enjoy this one as it's well, just for historical famous. reasons. This yeah. is one to show your kids if you don't want to scare them too much, but want to give them a little fright because it's funny, but it has some scarier parts. So I'm going to give them Bacon Cell approved. All right, from 1981, an American Werewolf in London. Funny thing about 81 is American Werewolf in London, The Howling, and Wolfen all came out that year. And Wolfen's not technically a, a werewolf movie mm-hmm. because it's about these spirit wolves, right? Who are uh, the mental terrorizing wolves. people, yeah, right? But it's not that no one turns into them; they're just there guarding their territory. Yeah, but uh, I don't know why there was such an obsession with werewolf movies in the early 80s. But oh well, yeah. American Werewolf in London. Two two American college students on a walking tour of Britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists. This is the movie that everyone needs to see that if you've avoided, you just just need to see it. You do. It really is great. This is hilarious Mm -hmm. and horrifying. Yeah. Like, it's because of American Werewolf in London. Uh, Michael Michael Jackson saw American Werewolf in London and said, I want the director and I want the creature effects guy. So we got Rick Baker and John Landis to do Thriller. Amazing. Which is not a werewolf. But... Is it a werecat? It's a werecat. In Thriller. So weird. In Thriller, it's a werecat, people. Stop calling it a werewolf. Okay. I'm I'm not like other guys. (laughs) Uh, ah! Are you okay? Go away! (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen Thriller. Joel, why did you do that? We weren't even. (laughs) If you haven't seen Thriller. Is that even in context? That's going to be very confusing. (laughs) Go see Thriller. Everyone has seen Thriller. We should do some music with that, too, just so people can relate. No, that's not the the music part. That's before all the music. The lead in. I know, but still. Has that. So there we go. Okay, look. This is a hilarious, scary movie with a grotesque transformation, which One is one of the incredible. best transformation scenes ever done. And a weird sort of love story as well. Also, yes, there's a weird love story going on there. Talk about a thriller and... still or American Werewolf? No, that's also weird. <laughs> <laughs> is he a zombie? Is he a weird cat? I don't even know. But can I give an example of why this movie is just hilarious? Yeah. Like it's just bizarre because they have the climax. They have and some gruesome effects. Like mm-hmm. he turns into a like a full-on wolf, like a big bear almost wolf. Yeah. But there's this pretty horrific ending and sad things happen. And it's like this terribly sad moment. The credits come up and it's like, bom, 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 dang, 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 ding, dong, ding, dong, blue, 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 boom. <laughs> totally undercutting the emotion of the entire moment you just saw. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, weird. And it has a whole thing with his buddy uh, coming back from the dead to haunt him, which mm-hmm. is pretty funny, too. And he slowly decomposes. really is yeah. Man. Yeah, if you haven't seen this one, it's Bacon Cell Approved. This is probably my favorite on the list. Honestly. It might be mine as well. Yeah. yeah. Bacon's all proved. Yeah, that's up for all th- from all three of us. All right. Next, uh, you mentioned this already, Joel, The Howling from the same year, 1981. After a bizarre near-fatal ac- encounter with a serial killer, a television newswoman is sent to a remote mountain resort whose residents may not be what they seem. This one is a really dark movie. I know. They kept all saying, the way like, around. darkly funny, and I'm like, I didn't get any There's funny no funny. There's no funny They kept saying, it. oh, there's you know funny references, and I'm like, no, it's not funny. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Well, but what did you think about the movie? The movie wasn't that great. But I, I liked the ending. Yes. I liked the transformation scene. 
The transformation and, is awesome. Except for why would someone just stand there while someone is, takes five minutes to turn into a werewolf? You run. You do. Also, they, this guy transforms into a werewolf on screen, like right in front of this other woman. And it's horrifying. But this is like two thirds into the movie. And then the climax is not as exciting as that earlier part. It's like they, they ran out of steam. Here's why I think budget. this here's why I think this movie is kind of good though because it, we have this female protagonist who is basically powerless. Like she's trying to get away from one situation is placed into a, a hopefully safe situation mm-hmm. that just becomes worse. And so it's a feeling of hopelessness the entire time. That's why I feel like it's it's a scary movie actually. It's got some scary to it. But I think the reason it was popular is cuz so it was so scandalous. Yeah, too. it was There's scandalous. A lot of scandalousness going on. Right. Uh, clear play cut most of the scandalousness now, but that's for the best. I knew what was going on, indeed. But I, I do feel like the ending was strong. Like it caught me by surprise. Like, whoa, is that? Is she really gonna do that? And I thought that was very well done. Uh, also, I recognized so many people in this movie. Yep. And I, I kept going, who's that? Looking up IMDb. Well, who's that? Because I recognize all these faces. Most of them from Gremlins, because Joe Dante directed it. Mm-hmm. I, I have to get this one approved for yeah. me. You, Joel's on the fence. I'm not going to go to prove it. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I, this I, one is like Land Before Time. It spawned like eight sequels. Yeah, seven sequels. And seven I haven't seen this one either, one. so I can't even break it for you. But I, I just, it wasn't, I, I, one transformation scene in the ending didn't make up for kind of a lot of the rest of the movie. Okay, fair. All right, judgment pending. <laughs> Silver Bullet, 1985. A werewolf terrorizes a small city where lives the paralytic Marty Kols, Kol, I want to say Koslaw. Yeah, it's, it's Koslaw. Koslaw, his uncle, his sister, the story's narrator. Starring... Gary Busey, Corey Haim, Terry O'Quinn, and Anne of Green Gables. Gary Busey, you say? So remember, this you, was you a, missed the Anne of Green this Gables is a, part. That is kind of strange. Yeah. This is a Stephen King adaptation. It feels like a TV movie. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a TV movie. That said, I loved this movie when I was a kid. Okay, there's a scene where they, they, they find out they want to kill the werewolf. They're trying to f- find out who in the town is the werewolf. And so this kid in a wheelchair named the Silver Bullet... The wheelchair's name is Silver Bullet, not the kid. Takes on a werewolf in his wheelchair. So, like, basically, like, he's immobile. It's like Mac and me. Yeah. Oh, poor <laughs> Mac and me. But he fires a rock, um, a firework, a bottle rocket yeah. at this werewolf. It hits the werewolf in the eye, and then they kind of realize who the werewolf is after that. It's really scary. The effects are almost terrible. Yeah. But it, it is pretty scary. Well, and Stephen King was adamant that he didn't want the werewolf to be... Uh, easy to see like you right. want it shadowed and you know which also means we have a low budget yes very low budget but he thought that with all the monster movies that came out just before showing full werewolf he mm-hmm. wanted a little more mystery all right so joel what'd you think uh i liked it but I'm, I'm on the fence on this one again too kent like i remember the scene when they're in the house and they're waiting for the werewolf to come mm-hmm. is great and a lot of the stuff the kids do is also very entertaining but some parts are just Dumb. It's mostly a dumb movie, but for the fear I felt when I was a kid, I have to approve it. I'm going to give this one a bacon still approved. As okay, well. okay. Silver All right. Bullet. All right, next is also 1985, Teen Wolf. An ordinary high school student discovers that his family has an unusual <laughs> pedigree when he finds himself turning into a werewolf. Hey, his, his dad turns into a were-beaver, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Although I love Scott. that scene. When he, when he, well, okay, so the kid finds out he's a werewolf. It's basically kind of a puberty story. Yeah, it is. Where he's coming of age and like he transforms into a wolf and he's in the, he's in the bathroom and his dad's like, Scott, are you okay? And he's like, no, dad, don't come in. And he's like, you open this door right now. All right, dad, you asked for it. Then he opens the door to show his dad he's a werewolf and his dad's just standing there as a werewolf. And he's like, okay, yeah, uh, now you know. It's the chubbiest werewolf I've ever seen. But I love it. <laughs> I love that part. And uh, this one was made because the studio said they wanted to make a comedy that would cost almost nothing and take very little time to film. This cost them $1 million to do. Wow. 
Well, production costs were $1 million. Probably mostly on the soundtrack, too. Probably, yeah. But then it made $80 million. And it debuted right after Back to the Future. So Michael J. Fox at one point had the number uh, one and number two movie in the in the country. He's one of the ugliest werewolves, though, in all cinematic history. But didn't you want to be him? Well, yeah. Did you want to walk up to someone and just say, Give me a keg of beer. <laughs> I just wanted with to hear you eyes. say that. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say it. I didn't want and to. And Big Bad beer. Wolf, the dancing was so cheesy. Oh, they had this whole choreographed thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Just bad. All the way back. And then I, I don't know if I can give Bacon Cell approval to a show that encourages kids to surf on the top of cars. Yeah, really unsafe, actually. Very unsafe. You're not concerned about the beer, but the surfing on cars. <laughs> yeah, it's underage drinking. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get this one Bacon Cell approved. Bacon Cell approved. My kids, I showed my kids this the other day on Angel because there's some parts that I watched as a kid that I don't want my kids to see as a kid, namely every scene with Pam. But. Yep. Uh, they thought it was hilarious and they loved it. I'm like, okay. I always love Boof, by the way. Boof was adorable. She was adorable. Love Boof. All right. How about the sequel? Teen Wolf from 1987. Not Teen Wolf approved. 2, 1987. Todd Howard is a struggling teenager. Nothing seems to be going well for him until he turns into a wolf. <laughs> so not I love starring MDB summaries. Not starring Michael J. Fox. No, starring J- uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. But, but hold Jason on, Bateman. Hold on. It's like he's Scott's. He's Scott's cousin. Let's go into the writing huh. room real quick. So we, we can't get Michael J. Fox. We're going to not going to do another basketball story. But you know what really worked last time? Like this family angle and like he was playing a sport. Yeah. What sport should he play this time? Wait, we can't we can't get Michael J. Fox from Family Ties. Sure. So what if we get Jason Bateman? Love it. Love yeah. it. From the Waltons. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what if instead of basketball, we do boxing? That's, a, that's an uncommon sport. People don't normally box. But I think kids will really, really. Not only kids. <laughs> enjoy it. Wear kids. Wear kids will love this. And well, let's have Styles show up just for fun. Yeah, they brought in Styles and the dad. They brought in Scott's yes, dad they too, where they're like, they bring in these characters. This is bad. Jake really liked our play, by the way. This yeah, that was, really that was a lot of fun. I guess that's two thumbs that down. Coach. Yeah, Look, it rests on the laurels of Teen Wolf, and it has much the same story where a guy could have the, the great girl, the girl next door, but then he goes for the stuck-up girl, and he's a great boxer because, well, he's a werewolf. Yeah, and he chooses not to turn into werewolf, but then when he sees his girlfriend mouth the words, I love you, he gets the strength to knock out the other guy. That's adorable. The soundtrack's not there this time around. No. But I still love the movie. You're going to give it an approved? I can't, but I do love the movie. I don't. I don't love the movie. Really? No. It's bad. It's, it's bad. I just, I can't. Yeah. Oh, so it's not bacon cell approved. No. I kind of want to add that to our sleepover list. All right. The Monster Squad, uh, also 1987. That wolf's got nards. A young group of monster <laughs> fanatics attempt to save their hometown from Count Dracula and his monsters. And this is written by Shane Black, who we've talked about a couple times on yep. the show before. Shane and Black wrote it? Yeah. And I oh, deb- now I'm more interested. I debated. Well, we talked about this one before that you hadn't seen it. Yeah. And I you hadn't said even you were going to. Yeah. And you still didn't lend me the DVD, so I didn't oh, watch it. i bring it next time. <laughs> and I debated whether this is I a werewolf movie or not. But the truth is, like Ken said, the werewolf plays a pretty key role. And he's played by none other than Uncle Rico. Oh, really? Yeah, Jonathan Grice. And this, is, this really is a love letter to the Universal Monsters. They actually do a great job with the makeup and everything. It looks good. Like, the yeah. monsters look good. It's just the kids And they're meant to be scary, cheesy. but they, they want it to be Goonies with the Universal Monsters. Yeah. But it, this one, I think, is Bacon Cell approved. It's Bacon Cell approved. Nice. All right. Next is Wolf 1994. And this is uh, publisher Will Randall becomes a werewolf and has to fight to keep his job. <laughs> I love description <laughs> and this is starring <laughs> a terrible uh, description this is starring jack nicholson and michelle pfeiffer and james, james spader. spader yeah um i remember seeing this pre- the previews as a kid and being like he doesn't look like a werewolf no in the movie they explain it that they start off kind of 
getting some werewolf characteristics and as they get further down the path they become more and more wolf-like you know what's weird is they're they're they, do they ever turn into dogs it's more just humanoid people with big sideburns in yeah. fact jack nicholson turns into hugh jackman in this movie he does there's a point where he truly looks, looks like, like logan him. uh and uh, this one was directed by mike nichols who mm-hmm. he directed the graduate and regarding Henry, like these classic movies, but then he also also did direct The Day of the Dolphin, which if you haven't seen The Day of the Dolphin, it's when dolphins rise up and start killing people. It's terrible. But, and then this is the weird part, Ken. Did you notice the score in this movie? No. It's Enri- in Ennio Morricone. Oh, is it really? And it's terrible. So it's he just wasn't trying. Score. No, this is terrible. But you know what was great about this movie? What was great Michelle about Pfeiffer. She well, was 1994. This is this is prime Michelle Pfeiffer era. This is right after Batman Returns. Yeah, and, uh, I, she is very attractive in this mm-hmm. movie, but I can't give it an approval. The slow motion alone—if they would have cut out the slow motion for yep. this movie, it would have been a half hour shorter. There's a scene where there's a five minute scene where Jack Nicholson stalks a deer, and you can tell it's a stunt double it, pretty much half the time. Mm-hmm. And then he jumps on this deer, but it's one of those deers you see at like Cabela's, <laughs> one of those stationary deers, and he tackles it and he starts biting it. It's so bad. Even for 1994 standards, it's it's just not good. And do you ever feel bad for actors that have to do oh, weird, yeah. weird crap? Apparently, Jack Nicholson really wanted to do this one though. Like he was fighting to get the role, and I just after watching it, I was like, why? why? Yeah, not approved. Not approved. All right, next is Werewolf 1996. Unscrupulous archaeologists try to take advantage of an outbreak of, of like lycanthropy, lycanthropy prompted by the discovery of a werewolf skeleton in the Arizona desert. This is directed by Iranian-born director Tony Zarandast. Oh, uh, what other movies has he done? I don't know. <laughs> but this is one of the worst werewolf movies out there. It's so corny. It's so terrible. But it's also a mystery science theater episode, which we talked about that on our show. Right. They make fun of the movie the entire time. This is one of my favorite mystery science theater episodes because it is so bad that it is hilarious. And I could quote many, many, many lines. My buzzer being, Paul, you is a werewolf. Is one of my favorite lines from the show. Also, this is absolutely fascinating. Is another favorite line. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Begazelle approved. I think this is hilarious. Don't watch it without Mystery Science Theater or you it's, are missing it. It's Joel out approved, it. but it's not Begazelle approved. You haven't seen it. Well, Have you? It's a Mystery I Science, watched it for a Mystery Science Theater like show. It? I can't give I can give it to Mystery Science Theater, but not to Werewolf. You can give it to Mystery Science Theater Werewolf. Nope, I will not. <laughs> That's the same thing. I will not. It's the mo- It is not Bacon Cell approved. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard to blame him. All right, next is 1997 an American Werewolf in Paris. An American man unwittingly in gets involved with the, with French werewolves who have developed a serum allowing them to transform at will. Starring Julie Delphi? Yeah, Julie Delphi. Yeah. yeah, Delphi or is it Delphi or Delphi? I think it's Delphi. My my French sweetheart from before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight. Delphi? So at the very beginning, Andy and Brad, I think their names are, are going to go bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower. So they're sneaking up the Eiffel Tower and they're going to bungee jump off it. And just as they're about to, this girl is standing there on the edge and she jumps off to commit suicide off the Eiffel Tower. So he hurry and hooks up his bungee cord, dives after her, bungees after her and saves her before she hits <laughs> so the ground. stupid. That is the quality of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's impressive, and really. <laughs> it does tie into it because there is some ties to American Wolf in London. One of the one of the characters is like the child of the two people from American Wolf in London, but it's bad. And even the soundtrack is not good, featuring Bush. Yeah, mouth. very late nineties. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. Not big and self-proved. Not big and self-proved. All right, Underworld. You guys heard of that one? Maybe. 
Maybe we have. It's uh, from 2003 to 2016 and continuing. Yeah, they're still going with them. They've had four movies so far, four or five, something like that. I think five. Yeah. Uh, but it tells the story of Celine, a vampire who works as a death dealer, killing lichens who allegedly slaughtered her family. It's werewolves versus ban- vampires starring Kate Beckinsale. Yes. What could possibly be wrong? Except most of the movie. Ooh, even the first movie? First movie is okay. Like I think it's kind of cool. It, it's like, pretty good. Yeah. This was in the time of the Matrix when like black leather was <laughs> in and Kate Beckinsale was in black leather. I mean, what more do you need? I would nothing, say nothing. More. I would say like I did have a problem kind of with the lichens. I felt like they were a little too like beast like where yeah. they weren't quite wolves. But you know what? It's still kind of cool to see a different take on this mythology of vampires versus werewolves. For me, it's totally approved. Even like the sequels that are a little more inferior. I think it's just like the same bar of just yeah, it's OK. It's worth watching. I think the first one maybe, but man, they get terrible after that. Like how many cuts can you have in a fight sequence? How, wait, have you seen all of them? I've seen one, two, four. Oh, you actually, you missed three, which is actually a, a I fine sk- movie. I skipped the one that yeah, didn't isn't have, three the three is a prequel. It's Rise yeah, of the Lichens. I skipped no, it because it, it, okay. it, 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 it doesn't even. I skipped it because it didn't have Kate Beckinsale. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. It's one of the no better Kate ones. Beckinsale. I'm out. <laughs> but but it has Michael Sheen, <laughs> her ex husband. Yes. Yeah. But Rona Mitra is in that. You know what else has? You know what else has Michael Sheen? Twilight. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. That one's actually pretty good. I think we're giving it Bacon Cell approved specifically because they focus on the vampires a lot. But in number three, the prequel, it's all about the werewolves. Is that Rise of the Lycans? Rise of the Lycans. And it's a good movie. Can, basically, good I think movie? you're saying you're just a bigger Kate Beckinsale fan. That Oh, because so he loves the one that she's not in? No, because he likes the whole you I will, know, he's I will the support whole her regardless. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Mm. We'll see about this. Yeah, we'll see about the very next one. (laughs) Bacon cell approved. Yeah, I'll 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 give it. I'll give it a tentative approved as well. I do like. I do like how they like put uh, you know silver in their bullets and and other things, and they have ways of killing the werewolf. It mixes it up. It does because a lot of these movies are the same dang werewolf. Tentative approval from my side. Well, it's bacon cell approved. It is. All right, from two thousand and four, Van Helsing. Can you want to revise your statement? The notorious monster hunter is sent to Transylvania to stop Count Dracula, who is using Dr. Frankenstein's research and a werewolf for some for some sinister purpose. Starring Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale. This is a terrible movie. But but the soundtrack's good. The soundtrack is good. Which, by the way, listener, a little Easter egg for you. Go ahead and listen to the first track on the Van Helsing soundtrack. It's called Transylvania 1887. See if it sounds a little familiar. Because it should. So I want to say this. Is we, it is it terrible, though? It's a terrible is movie. Is it just not it's good? It's pretty terrible. When, okay, spoiler alert. When Kate Beckinsale dies, Whoa! Her she shows up in the sky and talks to Van Helsing. In a giant, her giant yeah. head in the sky. Yeah. It's, it's really terrible. But I will say this. Kate Beckinsale's in it. The effects, while really CG, are still really cool and stylized. They're still this amazing. shows a wolfman that looks really kind of cool. Like, you can tell it's an early well, 2000s movie. Like the Frankenstein, they kind of went yeah, a different route and exactly. gave a cool new look. Like, it's almost like Castlevania. The vampire Brides Without look the fun. Who is this, Stephen Summers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Summers, is that the guy? The yes. director? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he has a thing for visual stuff. Right. And so I will say the, Wolfman, the Wolfman in this movie is definitely Kent approved. I barely remember the werewolf in this movie. I remember oh. Dracula. I remember Frankenstein. I watched the scene I remember today. Kate Beckinsale. I remember the Vampire Brides. So you remember a lot about this. So maybe it should be bacon cell approved. I feel like we need a bacon cell approved. I can't bacon cell approve this one. Joel, I can. I can. Can approved. I can bacon cell approve 
Kate Beckinsale in this movie. I can so look if you Even can make her giant floating head in the sky her and the effects in this movie. It yeah. looks good. The it. story is terrible. It is it because is, they overcomplicate it so much. They give they give Van Helsing some sort of amnesia guys, because of something. There's he did babies have. and brides. And- Joel. It is Joel, very Van cool. Helsing just became Bacon Cell approved. Oscar winner Van Helsing just became. <laughs> Jacob, are you really Bacon Cell approving this one? Uh, it's Bacon it's Cell, close. Guys, Bacon it's Cell very close. Means, hey guys, we recommend this movie. Our credibility is at stake here. They understand Kate Beckinsale's in it. And we can't some, be blinded to that. There's some fact. latitude with that. There is. When she comes on the show next season, I'm going to tell her that I had her back all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, what are you saying? What's your final verdict? Here's here's where I wrote my notes on everything. I put like approved or sp- or nope on this one. I put split because I just I just can't really get behind this one. I did have, other than the effects, the but effect, you just gave it Vegas still approved. I guess I, I just want to. It's fun. Look, no, it is kind of an amusing movie. It's kind of an amusing movie. It's not a good story. It's the Michael Bay of horror movies. It's all visuals and cool looking, but no real. Kate, substance. If you'd like to reach me, uh, please reach out. At <laughs> I can't give my approval. I, I was iffy on really Underworld. I was okay, iffy no, on Underworld. I'll give it. I'll give it. Oh, man. That does kind of suck because this is not a great movie. <laughs> Look, we have to retract it. We can't. We just can't do it. Right? Can't do what? We cannot approve this movie. I don't think I did. So I was in the right is what you're saying? Oh, man, Kate. Say it. Say you were right, Joel. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm approving this movie because we use it on our opening track. Oh, that's true. Yep. There's too much There's too much history. No, I said the music is good. Alan Silvestri did a good score. There are too many good things from this movie. Can't, but it's a terrible story. Sure it is. But maybe there's a director's cut out the there somewhere. The acting is iffy. And then they kill off Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Which was not cool. I was mad about that. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, her character didn't have to die. No. Beckinsale approved. <laughs> just move on. Jake, just move I think on. I we're going to go split on that and move on. Yeah. All right, from 2004, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. This is one, Kent, where I actually would not approve the werewolf, but I would approve the movie. Okay. Uh, should we read the synopsis? Yep. Do we need to? Ah, uh, we don't need to. Eh, no, uh, no. Harry Potter, werewolf. There you go. There it is. Actually, Lupin, Remus Lupin is a werewolf. He suffers from lycanthropy. And then Sirius Black, so, so he's an actual wolf. He is an animagus or animagus? Well, animagus? yes, because animagus. animagus. Yeah. yeah, animagus, animagus. I thought it was animagus. I thought we said animagus. An- anime guy. Who but uh, animagus aren't actually werewolves. They can nope. shapeshift at will, whereas right. werewolves are controlled by the cycles of the moon and they end up transforming. But the werewolf in this, I was so disappointed. Yeah, really I, gaunt. I like the not cool. book, but yeah, he's like spindly. Yeah. And he doesn't even look like he has hair on him. He kind of just looks gray. Really CG heavy as well. Very CG The heavy. movie itself, though, being the best Harry Potter movie out there. Probably so. Yeah. Bacon Cell um, approved. Uh, I bring this up. Okay. Yeah, Bacon Cell approved. But I bring this up. It might not be family friendly, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because it's it's na- <gasps> it's nature. It's just nature, according to J.K. Rowling. All right. So this is Harry Potter. This is on the Harry Potter wiki, and it says, "If two werewolves mate at the full moon in their animal forms, something very strange happens. The result of their mating, which has only ever occurred twice throughout history, has been a pack of wolf cubs, actual wolf cubs, who grow to become very beautiful wolves and can only be distinguished by." From true wolves by their near human intelligence. So there you go. On a certain Friday or Wednesday. <laughs> I know that was very specific. <laughs> that was. Yeah. Thank you for that. Wolf facts. Also, this is kind of a sad fact. Uh, in J.K. Rowling's world, without any humans nearby to attack or other animals to occupy it, the werewolf will attack itself out of frustration. Aw. Which is why Lupin's always so scratched up. Really? Yeah. Because he they, he locks himself away and ends up hurting himself. Well, there you go. Hmm. From 2005, the movie Cursed. A werewolf loose in Los Angeles changes the lives of three young adults who, after being mauled by the beast, 
learn they must kill it in order to avoid becoming werewolves themselves. And this, this is a, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it was directed by Wes Craven and starring yeah. uh, Christina Ricci yeah. and Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. Young Jesse Eisenberg. Bizarre. It's really bizarre weird. to see him in this. Like, they're playing, he's, a, he's a, playing a kid, but. Yeah. This movie suffered from studio interference. It came out in the time of Scream. I know what you did last summer, and it really wanted to be cool. Like those movies. Yeah. It had a it had a cameo from Craig Kilborn. <laughs> yeah. And then the movie took so long to make, his show was actually off the air when this movie finally came out. Is that true? Out. Yes. So they aired it with a cameo from Craig Kilborn. He wasn't on the air anymore. That's funny. Oh, you're Because it came out in 2005. This wasn't even a late 90s movie. It feels yeah. like a late 90s movie. It, it really that does. Was a long but Christina later. Ricci's in this movie, guys. And it has probably the funniest werewolf scene I've ever seen in any movie. What? What scene was that? Look, there's a part where they're all trying to find the werewolf. And Christina Ricci is trying to help the cops find this thing. And she goes, I'll help you find it. And I, I don't want to give too many spoilers. But she goes, the person who's this werewolf has bad skin. You know, wears too much uh, perfume, and she's like r- ridiculing the werewolf. All of a sudden, the werewolf appears, to only to get shot, and the werewolf flips everybody off because the <laughs> werewolf is so mad that she just criticized it. I was dying. This <laughs> says it's a horror comedy. Said. It's not even funny until that moment. Werewolf middle fingers. Or werewolf middle finger. It, it was so <laughs> funny to me, but no, it's not approved. Even though Christina Ricci's there. We're going to get some hate because I know that uh, Steve Hansen listens to the show. He said this is one of his favorite werewolf movies and possibly one of his favorite movies. But I can't give a big to, to me. It, it it doesn't show a werewolf almost the whole time until the very end. I thought it was a really amusing movie, though. Well, they had this whole plan. They shot ninety percent of one movie, and then the studio came back and said, "No, change everything." They had to reshoot a ton of stuff. They said they were filming this for years, really? off and on. Wow! And they, it was an R rating initially, and they worked hard to get that. And then they said, "No, cut it down to PG thirteen, So they had to cut out other stuff, and it became this kind of hodgepodge. Like almost every actor that's involved is like, "Yeah, it was a terrible shoot." When Judy Greer is one of your villains, I mean. You're not sure what movie you're in. She's villainous. Spoiler alert. All right. Next movie, (laughs) movies, is the Twilight Saga from 2008 to 2012. Do I got to give the synopsis on this? Do you have the new moon synopsis? I just have the general synopsis. It should have its own show. Bella, a boring girl who really has no personality herself, has to choose between a vampire and a werewolf. Ken, you've read these books and seen these movies. Joel, don't do that. Don't go there. <laughs> we saw your bookshelf earlier. We know. Don't just throw me under the bus. And I have seen all these movies, but with riff tracks, so they became much more entertaining. Yes. But the werewolves in here, uh, it's Native American folklore. The actual wolf, which I described they at the can, beginning of the show. But they're like giant wolves, yes. which, oh man, if you want just a funny, oh. wonderful visual, just Google Jacob Twilight CGI suit or Jacob Wolf suit. And you'll see the pictures of Taylor Lautner wearing gray spandex. And oh, who's actually wearing clothes? That's weird. Yeah. And Kristen Stewart petting his head. Like he had to be down like a werewolf and she was petting his head. And I just thought this looks so goofy. I can't take this movie seriously. Oh, wait, I never did in the first place. Right. There's a scene in Breaking Dawn Part 1 where Jacob turns into a wolf. This is right before he imprints on a baby <laughs> where he has to protect the pregnant Bella from the rest of his pack. And he starts mind talking to him, which is... Oh, the mind talking is so Which terrible. werewolves can do, apparently, but the way they pull it off is so awful. I mean, everything about these movies is awful, but Breaking Dawn, I feel, is where it becomes comedy territory, not just boring. Which is why it's hard to make it big and sell approved, but no <laughs> So I will say this, though. I do have some quotes from the books All that right. Jacob said, but uh, these are real lines that Jacob says. Stop saying Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Team Jacob. But Jacob, do you want to read these? As I feel Jacob? like you should. Yeah, I think right, you should. Jacob's going to read these as Jacob. Bears don't want to eat people. We don't taste that good. Of course, you might be an exception. 
I bet you'd taste good. <laughs> okay. Wow, Jacob, that was creepy. Keep Come going. On. Go on. Oh T- Team Jacob, gosh. go again. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry that I can't be the right kind of monster for you, Bella. I guess I'm just not great as a bl- bloodsucker, am I? You stumbled there, but I, I felt the passion. Yeah. 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 Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Can you take your shirt off he while reading these? That? Yeah. His shirt's already off. Oh, no, your shirt's off. <laughs> yeah. It's, He's already You were the one rubbing ointment. <laughs> yeah. But on my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't get how ointment works. Good job. Yeah. And uh, props to Jacob, uh, the uh, Taylor Lautner, who played Jacob, because he was in the initial uh, Twilight movie, and they were going to recast Jacob when he turned into bulky werewolf guy. But then Taylor Lautner put on 30 pounds of muscle to play Jacob. And they were like, okay, you're in. He's like, but in my contract, I just need to show that muscle in every scene I'm in. Can I be running in the rain Whoops, at some my point? my shirt's off. Yes. But this isn't Bacon Cell approved. Oh, heavens no. It's terrible. If you do choose to watch these movies and call them werewolf movies, please use Riff Tracks. It's much, much better that way. All right. From 2010, The Wolfman. And this is the remake of the 1941. Uh, upon his return to an ancestral homeland, an American man is bitten and subsequently cursed by a werewolf. And directed by Joe Johnston, mm-hmm. who we talked about uh, in our non-Disney anime show, because he directed The Page Master, along with Honey Shrunk the Kids, Jumanji, and The Rocketeer. Uh, and starring Benicio Del Toro, Anthony Hopkins, Emily Blunt, and Hugo Weaving. Yeah. And good cast. Yeah, it is a good cast. And it won Best Makeup at the 83rd Academy Awards. But here's the problem practical effects for werewolf movies we've seen them in so many 80s movies and done so well yeah. in this one they went full cg just derivative not anyway. full cg okay it mostly cg they had some rick baker still got to do some practical effects but he was actually disappointed by how much cg they used yeah because it wasn't that great and here's it's the basic story we all know shown again it wasn't convincing it wasn't surprising i was really bored by this one actually and i didn't want to be i was shocked by this movie uh because I don't know what I expected, but man, it was gory. It was like, gory. It, it, it really kind of shocked me in that regard, but it's not one I've gone back to visit mm-hmm. a lot. And as far as remakes goes, it's okay. They change some things for the better, I guess. The vampire doesn't strangle people. Um, There's it, something. It did get best makeup, which is cool. Oh, by the way, uh, I forgot to say this. Uh, American Werewolf in London was the first Academy Award winner of best makeup. They came out that year and they got Oh, cool. Home. Perfect. So, Makes sense. But yeah, I can't give this one. I, I can't give this one a bacon cell approved. Nope. Right. I'd like to quote Peter Travers of Rolling Stone, if I may. Smart, sexy, and seriously funny. Close. Uh, the Wolfman bites, but not, I think, in the way the filmmakers intended. Uh, mm. boo. And uh, with Universal trying to start up their dark universe, yeah. they're talking about who they're going to get to play the Wolfman. Dwayne Johnson has been in the running. No. Apparently. Yeah. No. So. Uh, yeah. he, put, he puts butts in seats, I guess. But no. <laughs> he bad does. idea. He does. All right, from 2011, we have Red Riding Hood. Set in a medieval village that is haunted by a werewolf, a young girl falls for an orphan woodcutter, much to her family's displeasure. And I didn't see this one either, Ken. Boy, are I they just this, I watched this one three days ago because I avoided it like heavily when it came out. Actually, this one, based on the origin of the, the werewolf and being similar to witch trials, feels pretty realistic. For how people treated like the paranoia of mm. someone like a werewolf coming into town and killing people and they start accusing everyone. But man, this movie is terrible. It's directed by Catherine Hardwick, who did the first Twilight movie. Which was and great, produced though, by so. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> really? And, and Amanda yeah. Seyfried is pretty terrible. Yeah. This one is all style and no substance. It is really, really terrible. So not Don't see this movie. No, no, not at all. Okay, I won't. So there we go. 
There's our movies and TV shows that we have approved, and we are ready for the final quiz question, Jacob. Oh, my sweet goodness. How long has this gone on, though? Not long enough. Not long enough yet. <clears throat> All right. More werewolf talk. Who sang 1978's Werewolf? Woo! Oh, werewolf of Oh, what's my buzzer? Werewolf. Werewolf is your buzzer. That's correct. Warren Zevon. That's correct. Werewolf of oh. London, 1978. Yeah! Oh. Wow. So there we go. We love Halloween. We love Halloween. We hope you enjoyed our kickoff with our discussion of werewolves. We have a lot of fun shows planned. And also, we're going to be doing some fun stuff on our Facebook page and on Twitter. So look for that. We also have some fun bacon bits coming up. So please mm -hmm. uh, follow us on social media. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville, Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Uh, go find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale. And go like our Facebook page, like Joel said. So, mm -hmm. all right, guys, are you ready? Yes. All together now. He's already You're the one rubbing ointment. <laughs> yeah, but on my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't get how ointment works. I was raised by wolves, so I think I know. Are you excited? I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. I need a life. But that's also like saying Transformers 4 is better than 2. Does that mean a man turns into a shark NATO? No, a man no, turns it, into a shark and then there's a tornado. And then a tornado comes, but he's still a man. Yeah. Think, think of the moral implication. All my stories are from France. It's all about <laughs> French people and werewolves. Never accept ointment from anybody. I don't know. We like the wolves. Can I have your children? No. But Dang you have, it. Do you have any cheese, though? <laughs> it sounds a little too flowery for a guy who has a stump for a hand. Yeah. I like Gordonzola. <laughs> Emily from our show is a werewolf. Probably a werewolf. Was she possessed? Um, yeah, she always is, actually. Oh. God, he's a werewolf, and then decided to kill him. The poor stage crew. Lady Gerger. <laughs> grr, grr. Stop being bad. Please don't. That's really annoying. I don't want to cure people. I just want to kill them. Oh, you would hate that. You would be a werewolf forever. I would be. I am. Dang face. That was actually no. my nickname in high school. And you've been rubbing ointment on yourself all night. Yes. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with werewolfism. It's just ringworm. Werewolf. If you ever turn into a monster, you should not trust me to keep you alive. That's wow. what I'm saying here. You are a jerk. I, I want you to be free, Kent. I want you to be free. Let I'll me turn into a werewolf. I'll give you one cycle, and then you're dead. <laughs> I will eat you. What? What? Wait a minute. We're going to get in so much trouble. Well, Kent's going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> Poor Kent. Mental points? Spirit points? Yes. You got teeth. You got nails. Which is why you strangle people. What have you done to me? Frankenstein's really getting around. You notice that? He's social. Yeah. He like likes to meet people. I think this proves that Pa Ingalls would win the father's bracket <laughs> because he was a teenage werewolf. My teenage years were a lie. Yeah. Nepotism. A little bit. And he's also turns into a werewolf when he's startled by bells or people sneaking up behind him. Well, that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, ah! Are you okay? Go away! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Team Jacob. We don't taste that good. Of course, you might be an exception. I bet you'd taste good. I'm not good enough to be your friend anymore. Or anything else. I'm not what I was before. I'm not good. 
Well, I'm so sorry that I can't be the right kind of monster for you, Bella. I guess I'm just not great as a bl bloodsucker, am I? Who's afraid of the big bad wolf? I was a teenage serial killer? <laughs>